0: I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance.
1: The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Games too long, too slow. Who
2: cares?
3: This is a situation where baseball is in trouble to
2: begin with. The MLB is officially dead.
3: Baseball's dead. Rest in peace. It's a brand new podcast. Uh, we're back. Dallas is back. I feel like, I feel like the intro to episode one is going to be a lot of word vomit because I, there, I I feel like there were so many different questions that have been asked over. Can I say it? Say
1: what? Can I just say it? Say it. It's going to feel good to say it. What what are you going to say? Let's go.
3: (laughs) 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 Uh, First and foremost, shout out to DraftKings. It's our new home. We're over at DraftKings now, um, doing the show. Uh, yeah, I feel like we got asked a fuck ton of questions. I mean, up until what was it? What's today? Tuesday. We're recording this on Tuesday. Um, people didn't even know if Dallas and I were doing a podcast together. We are. It, we are. It's it's brand new. I, so can I can I, can I say it? Can I say it? Say, can I say the thing now? Please yeah. say the thing. Do the thing. I hated the name starting nine.
2: <laughs> I, hated
3: it. I hated it uh i didn't like it it was so generic and it was just handed to us i didn't like it so the entire time i was thinking of like rebranding like what could we, what could we call a show uh i love the name is ba- the the name baseball is dead because if you're a baseball fan you find yourself oftentimes defending the sport of baseball there's so many b- baseballs boring this and that um so when people are something bad happens in the sport of baseball, which just happened with the lockout, it will inevitably happen again. Immediately, all the people that, that do not like baseball say, Oh, well, baseball's dead. It's a dead sport. Well, now, now it's free marketing for for your favorite baseball podcast. Anytime someone says baseball is dead, we're taking back the phrase. That's Go right it. ahead. Say baseball's dead. It's gonna keep thriving. Just keep breathing That's that number life one.
1: keep breathing that life yeah.
3: into us. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the free ad. Uh number two. We have a new third mic.
1: Boom, baby.
3: And I don't even know... Like, So so here's the thing. Uh, I People ask me, do you watch or do you listen to other baseball podcasts? I don't. I really don't listen to other baseball podcasts. But I do consume baseball content on YouTube. I like to watch a bunch of different baseball YouTubers. And in the process of doing that, I was like, well... You know, if you're if you can talk baseball on YouTube, you can definitely talk baseball on a podcast. Sure. We'll and my see. favorite, my favorite <laughs> baseball YouTuber. Is baseball doesn't exist. I was like, this oh. channel is fucking great. I watch every single video. They're like twenty minutes long. I'll sit through all of them. I wait. They're like when when mixtapes drop. Like I, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's not like oh new 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 podcast every Monday and Thursday, which is what you'll get with baseball is dead. Um, so I, I don't even know. Like I'm gonna leave it up to you if you even want to say your real name. I, you've never done a face reveal before. No. Uh, you you've never done a podcast. Oh, can't imagine and, why. <laughs> and and now uh do, do before this does anyone even know cuz i didn't know
2: your name no no one no one knows my name
3: except you <laughs> oh. you didn't know what i
2: looked like this i mean that's why it's it's weird being here on this podcast i think i, I mean anyone who knows my channel is going to be like what why the fuck is he on this you know like this is random <laughs> that i'm on but i mean you asked me to be on this you don't know what i look like you don't no. know anything about me Wait, we DM'd. Dallas doesn't Mm -hmm. even follow me on Twitter.
1: No. And if we're we're, full disclosure, if we're being completely honest, three and a half minutes ago, I believe I called him Jake, and Jake is not the individual (laughs) I was referring to. It was Joey.
2: Yes. Yeah. So Dallas probably hasn't even watched one of my videos. (laughs) Have should, you have you
1: Dallas? If we're in the trust treat. no, I haven't. No, I haven't. Okay, <laughs> well, you're gonna have to do that.
2: <laughs> we'll have to make a video about him. Yes, that that would actually be a good video. I don't
1: know if that's good or bad based on based on the content here.
2: <laughs> I think you could probably. I was. We could make a good Dallas Braden video. If sure we get the inside could. scoops on you, I'm sure you could. The first interview on my that would be pretty yeah. big. <laughs>
3: if you need information, if you need the real information, just let me know.
2: I can get it from Dallas. Be happy to
3: provide. We're boys yeah, yeah.
2: now. Yeah, we're fucking boys. You kidding me? Come on. We're on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> we pottying, <Yeah>. homies.
3: <laughs> so, so for anyone who doesn't know you or your channel, just you know, just tell the people. Tell them what's it's up. It's
2: called Baseball Doesn't Exist. I make a video probably every two weeks about baseball. Um, I've been doing it for about a year and a half. It's great. It started with compilations. Now it's like you know, video essays. And I basically just talk about things I think is interesting to me. Like I'm more like not really like, you know, I will not make videos about going on about someone's stats. It's more about like what is interesting. What if someone gets in a fight? To me, that's interesting. Fuck yeah. That's fun to watch. And that's, you know, more about a person's personality. Everyone says that uh, baseball doesn't market their players. No one knows their personality, which is true in a lot of ways. But they all have big personalities. But, I mean, even like – Casual to even more than casual baseball fans can know a big player. They don't really know all the inside sources, inside stories or anything about them. And it's like hard to find everything. It's all scattered. I think I just put it in one place.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a great approach. I love and that.
2: I just focus on what is like probably the most interesting thing. Like, does anyone really want to hear what a player's OPS plus is every single year of their career? <laughs> Not really. Or do you do you want to hear them like, you know, they kind of got in a fight one time. Yo, or
1: if this dude's doing body shots off, <laughs> off somebody in a bar and there's video footage of that, fucking give it to me.
2: Put yeah, it out.
3: Give it to me. <laughs> also, uh, you left out a big note. You're a Brace fan. That's right, world champions. Oh shit. Yeah, br- yeah he's a Brace fan. We needed an NL guy. Dallas. We did. We did. We, we needed an NL guy. Uh, I think people, not that people were tired of hearing a, an East Coast, West Coast, AL specific argument all the time. Especially now that the Oakland A's are going to be completely irrelevant for the 2022 well, season. Well, I we mean, needed to bring in four minutes into this. a representation of a team that has a chance to win a title. Dick. Um, So that's where Joey comes in. Baseball doesn't exist as the YouTube channel. He's a Braves guy, but he's an MLB guy. I think he's a great fit. Uh, Welcome to edition. I'm excited to have him on board. And also, we I, I get whatever. If, if you listened to Section 10, uh, then you're familiar with Jake. Jake is also on Baseball is Dead. He will be producing for us, he'll be producing all the content that I'm doing over at DraftKings. Um, an idea that I talked about with Dallas at the All Star game in Denver. Um, was that I wanted to do a stream. I wanted to do a live stream. And I actually tweeted about it one night. I was like, well, I'm sitting in front of these fucking nine TVs every single night, watching every single game from seven o'clock until the end of the night. And I was like, I might as well just turn on a camera. It's not extra work for me. I'm, I'm already doing it. I'm already committing the time to sitting in front of the TV and watching all these games. We might as well stream while we're doing it. So Jake will be producing that stream. Uh I'm going to be having guests. I've already talked to a few people um in this area. Like Loney was like fuck yeah, I'll pop over and no, I'll sit Luma. on the couch with you and we'll we'll do a stream together so he'll do some stuff with me. Uh I'm going to have the ability to uh zoom in other individuals. I like so this is the thing with me. No one and this isn't like an arrogant statement. It's it might come out as arrogant. Nobody is a threat to me. If you cover baseball, I want to be friends with you. I want to, I want, I, I want you in the mix. So if you're at a different company, I know that like barstool people are apparently not allowed to speak to me anymore. That's okay. I get Dave's side of it. That's fine. Um, but in terms of if you, if you're a YouTuber, if you're a podcaster, cause I know people were asking about John Boy. Um, they also have a deal with DraftKings. No, I'm not going to John Boy, but will I, uh, Dallas and Joey and Jake and I be doing stuff with the John Boy guys? I fucking hope so. It sounds it sounds like the uh, the 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 skids have been greased for for that uh, blending of of personalities. And if that happens, I'm very excited. i very happy to do it. Um, it. It has been kind of discussed a little bit because I know people were speculating about the John Boy connection. So hopefully that happens. But that stream, I believe, will be on Tuesday nights because that's when the the full slate is. I mean, the other full slate would be a Friday. And I'm sure people are out living their lives in the weekend. Um, so it's going to be... Baseball is dead twice a week, just just like the old show. Uh, it's going to be the same thing. We're going to drop on Mondays and we're going to drop on Thursdays uh, so that you can get the reaction to the weekend games. We can... Um and then on the Thursday show we'll recap all everything that happened that week and then and then look ahead to the weekend ahead for those games. Uh and then that Tuesday night stream I'm I'm pretty fucking excited about that. There's actually um a surprise personality that you've never met before that will be a part of of the Tuesday night streams. I'm I'm very excited to introduce him to the world. He's never done content before, but he's very excited to get into the mix. Uh have I told you about this Dallas
1: uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of
3: yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So he's, he'll be there. Uh, I believe I'll also be doing a wrestling podcast and it's not one of those like looking back and you know, I'm not, cause I, I gotta fucking watch baseball. Like, that's what I'm going to be doing. So I think it's going to be more kind of like an evergreen wrestling podcast. I'm excited to kind of do bring that into the mix. Um, and then everyone was obviously asking what about, what, what's the deal with section 10? Is there going to be a Red Sox podcast? Uh, yes, there is going to be a Red Sox podcast. Uh, as of right now, I still have no idea what it's called. Jake, Section five ten.
1: I feel like it's a- <laughs> like,
3: like there. You know, it's it sucks because I mean, like that, like that, like we talked about, like starting nine is like that was like a generic name. The kind of like like the whole starting nine thing w- was that was me in Dallas um section 10 that like that meant something to me it's you know it's where i sat it's 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 still where i sit it's where i have my seats so we're still kind of like i don't know what the fuck to do with the name um but will there be a red sox podcast yes um it also will be twice a week it'll basically be the the podcast that you knew before um much like baseball is dead i will be introducing another brand new co-host uh there will be some familiar pieces if you listen to section 10 uh those people uh will be familiar to you but also adding in some new blood as well i'm very excited for that show too um but the thing with baseball is dead i think when w- when we started last year really hyping up college baseball like we're going to have like it's like it says MLB podcast but it's a baseball podcast yes. you know like we we've got we've got friends that are now playing in Korea we've got friends that are playing in Japan we have uh baseball like college baseball experts that we've become friends with over the last couple of years because you know i started to dip my 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 toe in the water there dallas obviously has connections to people in the college baseball world so there will be time for that uh of course we're going to cover major league baseball but i think what You know, the the lockout and the pandemic shortened season, what it really opened my eyes to was like, hey, there's some really fucking cool baseball being played, not just in Major League Baseball. And we'd love to shed some light on that. So we'll be doing that. Um, We'll also, like I said, be bringing in people like, you know, like people are very interested in baseball cards right now. You might hear someone that is big in that space the baseball card space, the baseball YouTubers, other baseball content creators, the door is open. The door is open. It's no longer, uh, hey, we're going to have a player here, a player there, maybe a barstool personality. The door is open to everyone. If you love baseball, you got a home and it's right here. So I'm excited about the launch. Um, Did I miss anything?
1: No, I think you got it. That's the take home message is baseball is not fucking dead. And we Mm. are here to continue to show you and continue to prove to the people who love this game, that that is far from the case. So to your point, Jared, having all of these people who love the game the way we do, as much as we do, if not more, they don't all just crunch numbers and talk OPS, Joe, you son of a bitch. What they do is they enjoy baseball, they create baseball content in many different forms and fashions, and to sort of have a landing place for all of that energy, for that whole baseball lover's vibe, that's... What we have been aiming to do, that's what we were able to do for a very long time is establish the relationships we had, bring those voices and personalities directly to you. Because we understand that people are a big fan of hearing it from the horse's mouth. And so we try to load as many stallions in our stable as we possibly could to let them chew on the cud and you could swallow it. So that's basically what's going to happen just in a lot of different ways now.
3: Yeah, for sure. And, and and like I said, we're recording this on Tuesday. I think we're dropping this on opening day. So happy opening day if you're Hello. listening to this on opening day. Uh, of course this isn't just going to be one episode about, you know, all like the 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 back end shit. Uh, we're going to be doing our predictions. If you listen to Starting 9, we every single year we'll drop our predictions and then we'll say That we're going to go back at the end of the year and see who is right and who is wrong. We never did for five... 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. For five seasons, I don't think we ever did that. So, Jake, um, I'm going to put you in charge of all of our picks. We're going to be doing divisions, awards, the whole deal. Maybe even we pick the pennant. Maybe we pick the World Series winner. I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't know if we get there. But the one thing I forgot to add was um, with the stream... Like I said, we're going to have the ability to bring people in. So someone like Dallas, congratulations, full time A's broadcaster, Dallas. Hey,
1: let's go. That's right, baby. That's right.
3: Yeah. So, so say, say the stream starts at seven, which is what we're shooting for out here on the East Coast. Uh, I will have the ability to bring in, like we're watching the games. We, we can also drop in Dallas. Maybe he's on the field for batting practice before the game. Maybe he goes over and grabs someone on the other team because no one, recognizable as on the Oakland A's anymore. So whoever's in town as the opposing team, Dallas can go grab them. Um, and also, I know that people are, are probably asking for the visual aspect of this show and the other shows that we'll be doing. Uh, I believe, Jake, the these shows will exist on the DraftKings YouTube page?
0: Yeah, it'll be under the DraftKings YouTube and it'll be linked to your channel. So it'll be your page but okay. under DraftKings.
3: Okay, so I'll have a YouTube channel and then... Those videos will be linked to the draft. We'll we'll figure it out. Hey, we're all we're all learning together here. It's new, it's brand new, but we're excited. Um, so that's that. And I don't know. Do do are there any other thoughts, Joey, Jake? No, man, I'm excited. He's fucking excited. <laughs> I don't know. This.
1: I don't know how you can't get excited feeling that kind of fucking energy coursing through his veins coming through your camera right now.
3: Well, someone needs to balance himself. out. That's that was the whole thing. I was like, Joey, listen, I know that, you know, baseball. I know that you're a smart guy. I know that you're a baseball content creator, but we need a referee. Me and Dallas will argue about some sort of semantics battle for 25 fucking minutes and no conclusion will be drawn whatsoever. We need the balanced, level headed person to step in and just give, give the vote. When, when there's two people and they disagree, nobody wins. So Joey has been brought in not only to give his perspective and analysis and a national league perspective as well, uh, but he's also, the deciding vote, and whenever there is there's a debate, and those will come. Which also, I talked to DraftKings about this as well. Uh, I think what will be really cool about this is that when Dallas and I inevitably are arguing, like last year we had, I don't even know who won. I think I did. Nolan Arenado versus Paul Goldschmidt for most homers.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, it was Nolan. It wasn't Goldie. Yeah,
3: it was Goldie Nolan. Made a
1: hell of a fucking run there at the hell
3: of a one. Yeah, they they were neck and neck for a little bit. Um, so anything that Dallas and I happen to disagree on, we can now turn that into something that we can put on the sports book with DraftKings. Love that. You can ride with me. You can ride with Joey. You can ride with Jake. You can ride with Dallas. It all depends on, on where those lines in the sand are eventually drawn. Right now, we haven't even talked about baseball yet, so there's been no uh, room to disagree. But when we get there, and we will get there, I feel like that's a partnership
2: with the sports book.
1: Yeah, for the folks uh, who, who, for the folks who were in the uh, in the DM group last year when we were talking picks, talking, if you're interested in money, all I would say is you should probably just probably listen to what I have to say a little closer.
3: Well, no, because the first example we gave is that you were fucking wrong.
1: No, well, that's that's <laughs> why you're bringing up old shit. It's it's not true.
3: <laughs> Speaking of DraftKings. Baseball fans, it's time to step up to the plate with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet you can still take a swing at stacks of green with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Baseball Contest. New customers can play for free for thousands in prizes with their first deposit. Pick a lineup of two pitchers and eight batters while staying under the salary cap and rack up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code JARED, spelled correctly. It is J-A-R-E-D. Bet just $5 and win $200 in free bets if your team wins their game. That is promo code JARED at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. You got to be 21 plus. Restrictions apply. MLB trademarks used with permission. And see the show notes for details. <clears throat> um, okay. I hope that answered people's questions. I know that there will probably be more questions once this episode drops. Uh, maybe we're still... We haven't even launched the the social yet for Baseball is Dead. When we do, uh, I'm going to try and build up that social following so that you guys can be connected to the show. We can ask for questions if people have Baseball questions for the next episode. If they have questions about like what is going on with this new project, you can ask those as well.
1: We're gonna have to figure out what we call the listeners or what they want to call themselves. I mean, do we just?
3: I, I feel like we're gonna get sued. But like the Deadheads, I mean, that's well,
1: yeah, that's you can't, that's
3: already used.
1: I believe the C and D is already on its way. The cease and desist I mean, we can fight that, on that on in way. court.
3: We we can fight that in court. I feel like we're gonna have to fight a lot of stuff in court.
1: I, I don't know if fighting the Grateful Dead in court is how we want to get things. Done. <laughs> I, I mean, if that's a if that's a battle you'd like to start, well, yeah. Hey, I,
3: I, I say I, we put it up to them. <clears throat> we put it up to them, because um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the the grounds crew. It's a great name. Um, does it stay? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it can't stay. It's a it's a new. You can't. It's, it's like we have a new band. You can't. You can't start uh, well, a new band. If if the Grateful Dead started a new band with the original members plus some other members and called the band a different name, then you can't call them deadheads. Yeah, but, but you got
1: drummers and shit that float around from band to band, right? You got bassists yeah. that float around. So it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility for one group to just say, hey, you know what? That ship over there, that, that ship doesn't look as sturdy anymore. I don't know that I want to sail on that ship any longer. I feel like I want to get on this boat. I feel like I like where Mm -hmm. that boat's going, and it looks comfy. And you know what? I'm Mm -hmm. familiar with the captain. He likes to have some cocktails. Uh, I want to ride with him. I want to ride with
3: them. Yeah. We'll get there. I say we leave it up to them unless I'm I'm sure like maybe Joey could come from the top rope and be like, yeah, we should call it that.
2: Call it. I don't know what to call. (laughs) I don't even know these people yet. (laughs) <laughs> That's true. We don't even know these people yet. This is all new. It's going to be so many new, new fans. It's going to be so many new fans. They're going to want to be called something else. I think.
3: I it's, think so, too. It's a fair assessment. I think so, too. Um,
2: all right. It's fucking opening day.
3: Hopefully, if you're listening to this. What a shitty. And, and uh, we'll we'll do the predictions first. And then the, we'll, you know, I'm sure that there's plenty of people that are like, well, you guys were gone for so long. And and Joey was never here. And neither was Jake. Uh, so we'll have to tie up some loose ends for maybe some of the bigger stories that happened. Do you want to do that now? I mean, I yeah, I feel, I'm I feel cool like doing we that should, now.
1: Yeah, I feel like we should. E- yeah, we should we should do that. Just kind of ease into it, get the wheels rolling. Because look, we, I I don't know if we necessarily need to rehash all the bullshit, but like you said, probably important to touch on it. Maybe throw out a few lines and just kind of you know get the beak wet.
3: Yeah. Uh, I just also want to say this just in case you hear any sirens. Uh, I moved. (laughs) I don't... don't, Mama, we out Saugus now. We're out of Saugus. Wow. If people want to call me a sellout, they can call me a sellout for that. Call me a sellout for leaving Saugus. That was uh, (laughs) a decision that I really (laughs) had to grapple with for quite some time. Um, But then when it comes down to this, Dallas, my dream for my whole life. I said, you know what I said, Dallas? What'd you t- what'd I said, you t- I was gonna, I was gonna work my balls off mm-hmm. until the stadium lights at Fenway were my nightlight. That's what I said. And you know what? What? The stadium lights at Fenway are my fucking nightlight now. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. congratulations. So, it's good. A- I'll
2: give a reward to anyone listening who can find out exactly where Jared lives. <laughs> And post that <laughs> publicly.
1: I,
3: I, I'm, already publicly. This, I'm,
1: I'm already loving. I'm already loving the style, Joe. Because I um, uh, during a live stream, I actually gave Jared's oh my God. telephone number out to the live stream. Uh, mm-hmm. I took my I took my mouth away from the microphone as to not audibly say the numbers. But you you muted <laughs> yourself. Or yeah, I muted it. But everyone it like,
3: read your lips. Four six.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was great it was fucking yeah.
3: great I wow. mean so every now and then like like that night I got a million text messages or whatever Um, then it stopped after like a day but at any time that Dallas tells that story people remember that they have my number and then they're like what's up man good <laughs> luck this season I just want to reach you out know, go with socks
1: I feel like we need to like what was can you take us through what Leaving Saugus was like, because I had this visual in my head, and mm-hmm. like, uh, all right, I'm a huge Mother Nature guy, fellas, big, big sure. Mother Nature guy. Um, have you guys ever seen a penguin take flight from its nest?
3: Penguins can't fly, exactly, no.
1: which is why I imagine you leaving Saugus probably looked like a penguin trying to fucking fly. <laughs> just, just, what are we doing here? I don't even know what the no. fuck is going. Where am I? And now, boom, you find yourself. Literally, literally feet, feet from the lights that keep you up at night in Boston.
3: Yeah, it's actually really cool because uh, I can admit this, that if the Red Sox don't win the World Series in 2018, um, I don't have this place. I probably don't have this job like that championship season strapped a uh, Uh, rocket for lack of a better term, to my ass. Uh, and I think that that's what led to where we are right now. And I think what's really cool is that's the only banner that you can see from my, my bedroom. Like when you when you look out the window, oh, the man. only banner you can see is the 2018 one, which you is are, pretty cool.
1: You are going to have people on your fucking doorstep. <laughs> to- you can't
3: get it. You can't. It's, it's not possible. You can wave to me from, from the street if you'd like, but I'm actually... I'm, I'm kind of hoping for that at some point. Where there's like a TRL aspect of like whenever I record a I, podcast in in the studio, that uh, people will just be outside and and we can just pan to them, and just you're, wave like you're Carson Daily. You're,
1: you're giving it all away right now. They, know, I mean, they, if they're listening to this, right, they they already know where you live. That's a done deal. That's not true. Come on. TRL windows facing the street. There's only one. Oh, man. It's a, it's a building
3: with windows. Let's not give them too Indeed. many details. Well, hey. Oh, man. It's the building in Boston with windows. There, there, there's
2: some psychos. I bet you could Google it pretty easily. The I mean, Google I didn't Max, say what angle it was from. <laughs> no, no Dude, you they did. find the angles. They find angles. Oh, yeah.
3: So I don't even care I, like that. I don't even care if people know I really don't. I want I want I want the TRL aspect of the podcast recording. I want can that. we set it like up it,
1: like is is uh, will DraftKings <laughs> carry an over under on how many days until you get assassinated? Is it-
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I appreciate that you said assassinated and not murdered.
1: Yeah, well, it's got to be thought out like, you know,
3: well, rage is going to get them there. You can't you can't be assassinated unless you're like kind of somebody.
1: look at you It'd be a big story
3: yeah yeah i don't hate that at all um but yeah so if you if you do hear sirens that's because i did move out of saugus uh i i i feel like you know i i did new york for three years it's it's not new york it's not like it's city living but it's not it's not manhattan like that fucking sucked i lived right in the shit in manhattan this is more like if I if I want to go get some of Ellen's home cooking, I can still do that. It's not oh. that bad. Fuck
1: off. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to stray too far away from them chicken tendies, baby.
3: Yeah, that's like pretty much what I've been living off of is chicken tenders since I got in over here.
2: They got some good <laughs> ones over here. That's what Boston's known for, man.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it, it's it's uh chicken fingers to Boston are like crab cakes to Maryland. Same thing.
1: That's what they say. <laughs>
3: Everybody knows that that's day one stuff. Um, yeah, I'm trying to just like rack off the brain. Like some of the things that, that surprised me since the last time that we did a podcast together. I mean, first and foremost, Carlos Correa going to the fucking Minnesota twins is what sticks out to me. And also that broke at what? 3 a.m. Eastern. Right. But but I was
1: awake. Like, is that play? Is that, uh, I mean, but think, think about the structure of the deal though, right? What's a three-year deal.
3: Yeah, opt, opt out, 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 for out every year, year, right? Right. Yeah.
1: So that is quite literal. I mean, again, shout out to the jefe who gets that done for him. Uh, but like you, you've you've got to.
3: He switched to Boris, right?
1: Yeah. You you've got to think that that is purely about understanding what the market is right now, and the idea that if these other guys are locked up long term, and you are not. But you also provide yourself the ability to not only I mean because what he he got a bag, was it 105 mil? What, or what is it?
3: What yeah, he's it? like what, the fifth highest AAV ever?
1: Yeah. So it's not like he's quote unquote missing the bag, uh, but he's got an opportunity to get a very, very large one. Should he perform and say, you know what? I don't like the way the next two years look. Uh, and based on the market here, based on whoever else plays my position and is in this free agent class. I like my odds even better this year, meaning 2023 or whatever it may be. So, yeah, he has
2: three chances.
1: Yeah, he's got three. Exactly, Joe. Three chances. Like, And this is a dude like straight up, when you think about culture in baseball and like an organization and who's at the tip of that culture's spear, who was the guy who was the forward face during all the scandal bullshit, right? The guy telling people to shut their fucking mouth. If they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, <laughs> like just dropping F-bombs all over Kenny Rosenfeld. like <laughs> it, it was, it was Correa. It was that dude. He was telling everybody. So for him to just leave, it, it kind of feels like, like you look around you're like, all right, well, what is, what is this club all about now? Did they lose their identity? Did they, and I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think it's very clear that they lost their vocal leader. Um, In the Astros, but for Correa, I think it's a it's a point where he gets to test the water. He gets to go out and perform in a different environment. And honestly, when you think about the three opt outs and you think about him going to Minnesota, whether or not you like their chances to play bonus baseball in October. Is there any thought that just getting him out of Houston, which inevitably would keep The the question marks surrounding him, if he were to have success like, oh, well, are they still doing is he still? You know what I mean? Like if Craig goes out and rakes and just balls, that's going to be something that people are talking about. Still, as tired as that drum might be of getting beat, I think it's still something people say. So maybe just maybe there was a thought to say, you know what? Let's get you the fuck out of Houston. Let's get you somewhere where you're going to be comfortable. Maybe not a ton of pressure, and you can go out and perform and ball and let the numbers speak for themselves and put any question marks that are around you, put all those to bed about why you are as good as you are. And if it doesn't work out year one, well, year two. If it works out year two, fucking see you later. Let's go get paid again.
2: Again. I think <clears> it's like the smartest thing to do right now for the twins. <laughs> And I just think I feel like every team is going to start doing deals like this because it's like a win win for the, even the Twins. They pay him for one year. If he sucks, then then they get him next year, and he's going to be good next year. If if he's good this year, and then they can make the playoffs. They make him way better. But if they if he's good and they suck, they can just trade him and they get stuff back.
1: Exactly, exactly. And like this is when 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 I saw that Jared, I thought to myself, "Wow, this kind of it, it's they're they're different, but uh." Joey, Jake, just so you guys understand, like, I don't know, it was probably four years ago or so when I started talking about. Four or five years ago, I started talking about guys making a ridiculous average annual contract as opposed to a really long one, where their money is broken up. Like,
3: I, we I laughed at you for saying that, like, forty million dollar a year salaries were on the horizon, and now it's like not commonplace, but it's it's happened more than once now.
1: Right? Because I and I remember posing the question, like. What's wrong with paying a guy 40 fucking million dollars a year just to see what happens? You sign up for two or three years. Let's see how it goes. And people were just like, oh, well, how fucking high are you right now? And I'm like, high to quite high. But I feel like that's still going to. I feel like that's still something we should talk about. I feel like that's still something that could be entertained down the road. And now here we are. So, yeah, that that did. That did. I was like, wow, Korea, Minnesota. Huh? You must must be Minnesota. You must be a great lakes guy.
3: Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, do you do think it really moves? Obviously, we're going to get into the division predictions later. um, But I was looking at some of the odds. No, it doesn't. And I I was surprised. I mean, they're they're plus five hundred. They're they're the second most favored team over the Detroit Tigers, who are also very much an improved team. Like the Minnesota Twins have the second best odds to win the Central this year. I was shocked because the yes. Plus five hundred for the Twins, plus seven fifty for the Tigers.
2: Wow, makes sense. Yeah, I
3: and and I mean it's. Kare is a great player. Like there's there's nothing that I'm gonna say besides I fucking hate him uh, to take away from his on field play. Uh, I mean he's an outstanding player. Uh, but I was stunned to see that the Twins were now more favored to win the Central than the Detroit Tigers, who who very much went out and they were already uh, last year. I feel like they didn't get enough love last year for the team that they, or for the season that they had. Uh, and then they made more improvements. And then you're going to have some other guys there in Detroit that are going to take some steps forward. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I, Oh, we'll get, I, to that. I can't say I agree with it. Yeah. We'll get to that.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll get to
3: that. We'll get to that. Um, yeah. trying to think of like, what else, what else? Ha- it was such a blur going from our last podcast recording until now. And, and a lot well, of things obviously happened.
1: Well, well, one thing I uh, one thing I would like to address is for the folks, uh, the Braves fans. Um, I I I had to do a trust tree video <clears throat> when uh, <clears throat> when Matt Olson departed Oakland. I I wanted to make sure that A's fans, as they do, understood what was happening and where we're going and how it's going to feel. But I also wanted Braves fans to realize just how fucking good. They have it, Joey. Eyes and ears. I fucking need you here. You're getting rid of Freddie Freeman. Getting rid of. I, I don't even like that 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 verbiage there. Like you're saying goodbye to Freddie Freeman. Okay, because I know there's a lot of talk about. Well, if Freddie wanted to be a brave, he could have been a brave. There's a lot of things. That fucking save that shit. All right, guy's got to get paid. Um, and he wants to go home. Wants to play in L.A. He
2: gotta like, got paid more in Atlanta.
1: Well, but, but it's it not not in the confines, and the comfort of his family being around him at home like the guys from California. Like, what do you come on? Come on. But that's, like, again, that, that's 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 why you guys felt the way you felt about Freddie leaving, because I can't argue with numbers. And the numbers say there might have been more money there in Atlanta. Is that fair? That's fair. OK, but what you need to realize is what you're getting in return. Who is coming through that door? It's not like you're getting two high-level pitching prospects and a kid in A-ball who hit 20 that also plays first base, and we'll see how it pans out four years from now. You're getting the best first baseman in baseball to replace your old first baseman who was really damn good, very fucking good, elite-level talent good but you're getting someone better. Yeah, I agree. I, yes, I said it. You're getting someone better.
2: Way better. Freddie Freeman's washed. He sucks Ooh. now. Damn.
1: <laughs> he's a
2: traitor. Now he's on the fucking Dodgers. He's washed. Honestly, though, it's like, I think as a Braves fan, everyone, I mean, all the Braves fans, it's like such mixed emotions because you can't hate Freddie Freeman because everyone loved him for like 10 years and sure. now. But I think this kind of was like, kind of like, and I, would you see what Chipper Jones said? Chipper Jones like kind of came after him. Like Oh,
1: dude, trust me. Like, like I mean, Chipper's the guy picking up your boys in fucking snowstorms. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, come on. Like, hey, Freddie, you okay? I I I got you. I'll, I'll hop on the back of the quad, bud. We'll make it out of this thing.
2: And to Braves fans, if Chipper Jones is saying it, you know, like he's Jesus. Right. So that, I was like, gonna say
1: that's like that's like the, from the mouth of God himself.
2: That, so, but I mean, honestly, like I I love Freddie seeing, but when I saw him, like wh- when he's in the Dodgers uniform, it's fucking, it's gross. And it's like, <laughs> it makes you not like him, which is so hard. Cause you know, you got to love him. Everyone loves him. Nicest guy in baseball.
1: I got to be honest though. That blue, that blue makes his eyes pop. And, and he looks he looks like he was born into there's going to be there's going to be pictures servicing, I'm sure, of him in a Dodgers onesie at some point as a little fellow. And now it's just it's just full circle, full circle. Mm-hmm. So fucking suck on it, Joe. Wear it. Uh, but he, he's <laughs>
2: Canadian. <laughs> he's not even like he doesn't even like Cali that much. He's not really a Cali guy. He's actually Canadian. He's played for the Canadian national team. And it, honestly, According to Chipper Jones and a lot of people, does he even want to be in LA more than Atlanta or is it just that's how it happened? They traded for Olsen with like, I think Freddie Freeman wanted to be on the Braves. Do you think he's, I mean, I think, I obviously he's not like going to be depressed because he's in LA. It's not bad. Right. I think he'd rather be in Atlanta. I think it just went wrong. I think it was like a lack of communication.
1: Like how, how, how bad does that sting to feel like you could have had the guy that you love, right? Because if if we're just calling a spade a spade, giving you the opportunity to either keep Freddie Freeman or welcome somebody new into the fold, regardless if it was going to be a Matt Olson, which in my opinion is the only other caliber player you could bring in to be like, well, all right, if we don't have Freddie, at least we have, like, how, how deep does that cut? If it's just a matter of like, if it comes out later like, well, Freddie, we, we 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 didn't get back to Freddie in time and, and when we did, like we, we thought that we had this lined up, but it wasn't that way. And and because we didn't get the phone call, like I was in the mountains. What if what if double A drops that on you? Like, oh sorry, I was <laughs> I was on a fucking ski lift and I didn't get Freddie's text. And I, I felt at that point by the time I got down the bunny slope, it was time to make a move and I had to get another first baseman.
2: I mean, it's not good, but I mean, with Olsen, for me, I just think Olsen, I think if you're just looking at numbers, you take emotions out of it. Olsen's like younger player, like arguably just as good at higher ceiling because he's younger, like it's on a better deal. It makes more sense to have Olsen. I think you have to make that deal. Also with Freddie, he literally just won the World Series. Right. Which gives him like, which gives the GM Anthopolis like a huge leeway. Like people, that helps so much. If they didn't win the World Series, they're probably – it's what it's a different story it's like what the fuck right why do you get rid of Freeman? but they everyone trusts this guy now and i think, and I think, that, think it was a smart thing to do how do you say no to that like you don't even know freddie freeman's gonna say yes who knows maybe he does want to be in la and then you're gonna you can get olsen what if you say no to that and then freddie goes to la and then you're fucked the braves they have no one at first um Garcia.
1: I, 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 I gotta ask you this uh, what was the initial feeling when you see Freddie Freeman show up in a? Was he wearing a fucking suit or a tux? Was he? he wearing was a wearing tux?
2: a suit. Yeah, he's, yeah. Wearing, a he's suit, wearing a suit. Just yeah. his
1: glove in hand. Like I don't know if he did that every year at Braves camp.
2: No man, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know what the fuck Freddie Freeman was wearing. He's usually kind of like a low key guy. You don't really see him. You don't really see Freddie. L.A. Media's got a big free agent coming in, but it's not like they're filming Freddie Freeman walking in. Oh no.
1: he was. He was waiting for that moment, Joey. He was waiting for the moment that he could finally start to put the duds on, that he could finally start to be celebrated the way he's going to be celebrated in Los Angeles. A group of people who are going to appreciate him. Los Angeles Dodgers fans, joke. Los Angeles <laughs> Dodgers fans, they appreciate generational talent yeah. when they get it. And when they get generational talent, Joey, they don't let it go. They they do Joey, not.
3: We, we, don't let Dallas yeah. do this to us. He's <laughs> ridiculous. He's mocking us to our faces <laughs> without saying what he wants to really say. And and I'll say this: the Mookie Bet stuff doesn't Whoa. hurt me anymore. Whoa, doesn't hurt. No, but it doesn't hurt me it. anymore.
1: Yeah, you're over it.
3: I'm over it. I mean, the Dodgers, the Dodgers have personally attacked the both of us by taking our franchise <laughs> players and then giving them monster like money immediately but like the whole thing too with with the matlson thing to Dallas's point if you're a Braves fan it i get it like Braves fans and and I I tried to explain this to Joey before he joined uh we have a large Braves fan contingency that listens to this show i mean it's a brand new show but i'm saying from before yes uh, if they carry over great welcome back we love you guys congratulations on the world series again uh but If you take your emotions out of it, like I'm looking at this from both sides. If you take your emotions out of it, what makes the most baseball sense? Is it giving Freddie the bag to stay or is it trading for and then extending for a long period of time. I think Dallas's assessment of best first baseman in baseball. He's a he's an elite first baseman, one of the best first baseman in baseball objectively. Is that the right move getting the younger guy who has an excellent skill set. He can hit for average, hit for power and he's a platinum glove over there. crushes lots. Uh, versus Yeah, it, like I think from a baseball standpoint The Braves did what was best for the Braves. But what I also said to bring it back to, you know, what happened with Mookie Betts and the Red Sox, I get like baseball is fun when because you have these emotional attachments to the players and you get sentimental about the players. When you look at what happened with the Red Sox and Mookie Betts and, and the luxury tax and the penalties, and you know if they get, if they paid him thirty million dollars a year, it really would have been like paying him a hundred million dollars a year. So from a baseball standpoint. The Red Sox did what they had to do. And I understood that. But it's still like you can still say things like I miss Mookie. Like I love Mookie. I wish Mookie was still here. You can say those things while also still understanding that the Red Sox made the best baseball decision that they could have. And I think Braves fans are in a similar boat where it's like, yeah, I fucking miss Freddie Freeman. I wish he was still here. I wish it didn't have to end like this. But did the Braves make the best baseball decision that they could have made and all that? I think that they did. I think that they yeah. did. Yes. Well, there, there's going
1: to be, I, I promise you, it's going to happen. There's going to be a week in the season where Matt Olsen just goes off. He's going to hit, I mean, in seven games, he's going to hit, he might hit fucking eight homers over a seven game period. And he's mm-hmm. going to make plays defensively that you just didn't see coming. Like, like you're like, cause you're looking at Ole, how big he is and you're going to watch him move. And you're gonna think to yourself, how the fuck did he just do that? Like, that's a big dude. How did he? How did he turn that? How did? He, and he got back to the bag. Like, holy shit! You're gonna what? And and then you're gonna go, yeah, we got what? Six more years of this? Eight more years of this? I'm into that. I am. The Braves, mm-hmm. the
2: Braves are playing, are paying Ozzy Albie's Acuna and Olson to g- combine this year less than the Mets are playing Scherzer.
1: Th- yes, Th- and that's why. That's why this move for Olson, like. That's why you're able to make that move. That's why you're able to do that is because you've got Ronnie and you've got Ozzy on the ridiculously team friendly deals that you have them on. That's what allows this, quote unquote, baseball decision to be made. And counterpoint, I can understand why Braves fans would say or their rebuttal would be, well, that's why we give Freddie the money because we've got these dudes on team friendly deals. We can afford to give that money to Freddie. What? As a fucking thank you? Like he's got a trophy, he's got a ring, he's got the money. Now you just want to what? Pay him the next six years for what he just did for you last year? That's where cooler heads have to prevail. And whether you like it or not, it feels like they did.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just sucks because it's fra- you wish you just wanted to be a player that you can hate on the other team. Sure, it's just <laughs> like it wouldn't be. It'd be way better if it was a guy you could just be like, yeah, fuck him. He left. He was kind <laughs> of a dick anyway. <laughs> yeah, you can't but,
1: you can't do that with Freddie, man. He's you know. he's so likable, he's so lovable, and and that's what it, it, at the end of it all, I do feel for Braves fans. Um, but just knowing what you have coming, what you have already in that room, in in Oli, you're you're fucking spoiled.
3: Mm. I don't know why I my brain went here for the, for the next topic, but Chris Bryant to the Colorado Rockies. What it's, it not? <laughs> But it's like like that being... I mean, my first reaction was, can someone please explain to me what the Colorado Rockies organizational philosophy is? Like, you gave all that money to Nolan Arenado. You said that you were going to build a winner around him. Didn't do that. Traded him. And then also paid to have him play against you (laughs) and then and then not only did you not have this crop of talent just fall from the sky and be like oh we are in a position to win now so like let's go get another premier third baseman. you just fucking paid chris bryant just to pay chris bryant time out trevor story's no
1: longer in the building either correct (laughs) okay so when you when you
3: and and they didn't they didn't trade him either no so you knew that you weren't gonna keep trevor story you knew that you had already pissed off your fan base which by the way i feel like rocky's fans don't get enough love uh if you go there it's a beautiful it's one of my favorite ballparks gorgeous they show out rocky's fans show out and they might just be there because they have that like little treehouse thing uh like that little bar area, like people will go just to go to the bar. The fans show out, right? So they exist. And you you trade Nolan Arenado, who said, I wanna be here. I wanna fucking I win wanna here. And then you're like, all right. Life. Yeah, I wanna be here for fucking life. All right, cool, dude. Have fun in <laughs> St. Louis. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then you just pay Chris Bryant, who's objectively not nearly as good as Nolan Arenado, and you let Trevor Story walk knowing that he wasn't going to stay there when you could have traded him and at least got some pieces to help build around the fucking random ass Chris Bryant signing for the future build
1: around the iconic Chris Bryant that you just (laughs) went and locked down for the what is it is it a fucking eight-year deal
3: it's a yeah it was hefty yeah it was like 184 maybe
1: but that's that's the crazy part when you when you ask what (laughs) Is the organizational philosophy? Where are we going? What are
3: we about? I, seven, seven for one eighty-two. Seven for one eighty-two.
1: Uh, I mean, for fuck's sake!
3: When you when, full no trade.
1: It
2: what?
1: feels like, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this out loud. It feels like the Colorado Rockies have still not been able to identify what it is they need to do. To put a winning club together, understanding where they play half of their games at, because that's a very real factor into how they have success, why or why they don't have success, whether it's on the offensive side where you bang at home and can't quite figure it out on the road or. You just get your tits lit at home on the mound, but are able to keep the ball down and spin it a little better at sea level, and you have success on the road. They just haven't quite figured out how to mitigate those two things. Like, how, how do we, how do we get better offensively away, and how do we pitch better away, or can we figure out how to make our guys better at home? Can we think fi- like can? It just feels like they haven't. I don't know if it's a lack of effort trying to figure those things out because I do believe that there are advanced metrics that would lead you down rabbit holes that would allow you to identify guys that you could plug and play and maybe even platoon to get you the kind of performances you're looking for on a consistent basis. But God damn, when you have a Nolan Arenado and a Trevor Story and you end up paying one team to take him, and play against what was it, you 50 million 50 they paid million them 50, dollars they paid million? the st louis cardinals here we're, we'll we'll pick up the money and then we're also we'll give you we'll give you another 50 on top of that and we've got another player played on the same side of the infield as, as the guy that we're giving you and then we're going to pay you to play uh we're not going to do anything with him either though like we could probably get some guys back for him i don't think that's what we want to do i think we're going to wait this out i think we're going to probably piss him off too and then eventually <laughs> get to a point where we've just got to say goodbye to two cornerstone players. Mm. And what we will do is go and get a guy who's not really lived up to the billing, has it in there. There's no question, because when KB hit the scene, Bryant, Rizzo, Brizzo and Co., Chris Bryant, I mean, look, we were having conversations about this dude getting stuck. He's got an MVP. It's stuck in the mind. He's a fucking MVP caliber player, Jared. Thank you. But he's also a guy who... You know, was Nolan Arenado ever going to be playing fucking left field? No,
3: no. Was Trevor and I also found it odd that no, maybe I don't know. He's an athlete. I, I could see him. I could see him going to the outfield. Uh, but the the thing is, uh, I thought it was odd when Chris Bryant went to the Giants and you heard the reports coming out of San Francisco that they just like weren't impressed by him. Mm-hmm. And then he goes out and he gets this mega deal from the Rockies, which I I don't know. It it it's it's like office space. Like I would love to sit down the executives of the Colorado Rockies and just say what is it that you do here? What would you say you do here? <laughs> like what like I just I don't get it. I feel bad for Rocky fans. Uh you know, you had a pretty a really exciting group uh very recently to now it's this where you're being openly mocked for not having an organizational philosophy and it could not be more apparent um, after this past off season kind of jumping around here. I I did want to hit on this because it was funny. Uh, I was driving back from the Kevin Garnett Jersey retirement ceremony at the Boston garden. I see a tweet pop up on my phone that Josh Donaldson had been traded to the New York Yankees (laughs) within Within 35 seconds of that news being broken, I FaceTime Josh Donaldson. He answers the phone immediately. And I'm looking at him right in the face. And I said, I just want to be the first person to say, fuck you. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, you you just got traded to the Yankees. And he was like, what? He's like, that, what? like that's out there. Uh, so Josh Donaldson to the I mean, that was I did not see that coming. Um, I still think that he's going to be if, if I mean, obviously, with, with Donaldson, love him. But like he, we obviously this, the conversation steers to health. Um, if he can go out there and give you 120 games, I think he can surprise a lot of people with what he can bring to the table for that team.
1: What he brings to the table for that team all production and all health aside is some some balls fuck you some yeah fuck you and i get that there's guys in that clubhouse who have some fuck you in them but who who might, let, let me finish but that might be stifled by the yankee way right yeah like and and when i say fuck you let's just think back to all uh Old Aaron Judge, blasting, <laughs> blasting music in Fenway, right? Mm-hmm. So there's some fuck you behind that, and
3: it didn't work though.
1: It has to, right. It it it's subtle. It's it's not so subtle at the same time. But when it comes to being asked a question and then being given an answer, those are very jaded answers. Those are canned answers to an extent because a lot of those guys have an entire archive of Derek Jeter interviews to reference on how to answer questions from the beast. That is the New York media. You want to find your way to the back page. Don't watch any of these Jeter interviews. We're shoving down your throat so you can understand how to handle these folks. Just be yourself. Josh Donaldson. Don't give a damn. You're going to ask him a question. He's going to give you an answer. And (coughs) with that, I think comes a level of accountability, meaning, This dude is watching, this dude being Josh Donaldson, and if he sees something going on either in the clubhouse or out on the field that isn't translating and the bullshit answers just continue to flow through the media, that will be addressed. Oh, I promise you, that will be addressed. Just ask Lucas Giolito whether or not things get addressed (laughs) or not. Okay? So there's a level of accountability there and a little edge when you bring Josh Donaldson into that specific clubhouse. So (laughs) I I think that's going to, I think that's got a little something to do with it. I
2: think he's going to be a beast. I'm worried though. If they start playing bad and they start, New York post starts doing interviews with Donaldson. The Yankees fans can turn on him so quick because they, the Yankees fans want a Derek Jeter, like a boring guy who's just like a nice guy. Was,
1: who's good? I, but but I think the evolution I think the evolution is upon us in terms of fandom, where even the Yankee fans who were okay with the buttoned up approach to an extent and appreciate the you know keep your nose clean type of player, they also have been yearning for someone who flies the Yankee flag that that just might have a little rebel in them, just might have a little bit of a wild streak in them, and just might not be afraid to fire back Mm -hmm. and I think that'll get them excited too because there has been so much inexplicable stagnation from that front office in free agency that the fan base is going who are we who is running the show here what is going on because when the jefe was around we were not missing out on some of these marquee players there's a good chance Matt Olson would be in New York right now right there's a good, good chance that Trevor's story might be in New York. Correa. Right Correa in New York right now. But ain't none of that happening. And I can't yeah. believe for a minute that Yankee fans are just like, you know, but at the end of the day, it's all good. We believe in cash, but we fucking love cash. It's going to be good. That <laughs> ship has sailed. I believe that ship right. has sailed.
2: But they're mad about getting Donaldson. Which I kind of get because they're they, everyone's just talk shits about the Yankees. The thing the Yankees are bad at is like everyone's like, oh, they're old, they're slow, they get hurt, and Donaldson's kind of that. But he's pl- good when he plays. Still, he's underrated when he plays. He's really good, and he's a spark. And the yes. Yankees kind of yeah. they when they lo- they kind of seem you know they underachieve and it seems kind of boring. Like when Anthony Rizzo got there last year, he seemed like kind of depressed. <laughs> yeah. Am I wrong? <laughs> Like in the no, Cubs, you're not wrong. The, the Cubs were like always like the fucking team to be like chirping people and like doing stupid shit. And then he gets the Yankees and he's like, just like hanging out. Another guy.
3: He's he was he was corporate Anthony. But that's why I was so shocked that he went back because when I was doing the the live stream for the wild card game, Dave said like because he, he's got guys that know Rizzo. He was like, yeah, he hates it there. Why would he go back? Mm. I, I I was shocked. I mean, Dave, Dave, like Dave's not a fucking. He's barely a baseball guy, but like he he definitely knows people that know Rizzo, and he was like, "Yeah, he fucking hates it there." And he wasn't just saying that to get under Hubbs's skin. Um, and then yeah, and then he goes, "But it is what it is, I guess." But the whole thing with Donaldson, and this isn't this isn't a perfect comparison, <clears throat> but it just reminded me of something when I interviewed uh Dallas's close personal friend Alex Rodriguez huh. at, at his house hmm. in Miami he said that you know he had been in the Bronx since 2004 and things didn't really change until they brought in Johnny Damon Johnny Damon came in and he was like hey like I'm not like your prototypical like New York Yankee like buttoned up like we're going to do things differently around here like he was more of like a rock star let your hair down um I, I, like Johnny Damon and, and Josh Donaldson are different people. They're different players. But I think that they can have similar effects in that clubhouse where it's like, okay, uh, the culture is changing a little bit. And while Donaldson might be on the wrong side of 30, he's not a role player. He's not going there to be a role player. He's going to be an everyday guy. And if he's in the lineup, you can only, you can only have that impact if you're in the lineup every day or close to every day. Um, so if that, if it works out that way, yeah, I can see Donaldson having that effect on that group where, uh, I almost, I almost, if, if you could handpick any guy in baseball Dallas right now to get added to the Yankees roster against their will, (laughs) like if you sign there as a free agent, it is what it is. If you get traded there, like, it's like, fuck, I mean, like I didn't have a choice. Like, here I go any guy who would get added to the Yankees against their will to show up and be like, what's the fucking deal with the facial hair thing? <laughs> like, you, a, as a grown man, you're going to tell me to shave my fucking face? I was, I'm going to use a word here, disappointed. I was disappointed that Josh Donaldson showed up and was like, yes, Mr. Steinbrenner, I'll shave my face, Mr. <laughs> oh, Steinbrenner. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hey,
1: trust me. I that was, was part of disapp- That was part of the initial exchange that I had with JD as well because he while getting crushed by you on FaceTime was also <laughs> having to deal with me texting him right at that same moment. <laughs> and the first text I fired off was you've changed. You have changed. Yeah. I don't even mm-hmm. know you anymore. And he was like, "Come mm-hmm. on, bro, blah blah blah," like, you know, <clears throat> just trying to trying to defend the whole thing. And that that was what I thought. I was like, "This is going to be the dude who's finally going to bring the Yankees into the new era where it's okay. Like fuck the mustache stuff. Like do what you do. You're a grown ass man. Do what you do. But no, we see those little rosy fucking baby cheeks of his. (laughs) Oh God. It it brought me back to his rookie season out in Oakland together when he was a fucking, when he was catching bullpens. Old, Old JD, the bullpen catcher.
3: Yeah so it's it's you uh, know what it is I I got a spin zone for you if it's if it's a situation where it's like be the change you wish to see in the world maybe Donaldson's like you know what I don't fucking care if the Yankees change like I in his heart he's he's still a blue jay I feel like so it's like yeah I don't give a fuck if the Yankees change their culture over here like you know you guys want to fucking be baby face pussies then go right ahead and be (laughs) baby face pussies
1: yeah I, d- I don't know if he's uh i don't know if he's looking to become the next uh yankee great if you will
3: no i don't think so either <laughs> i don't think he gives a fuck um but i'm excited to see what impact he can make on that on that group um, um
1: w- one one thing that uh, we have just saw take place i believe it took place last night when you start to talk about as you did things that you know have transpired since we've last been together um i have been beating the drum of giving the umpires microphones oh for i don't know
3: how long you do speak it, things into into uh I, reality I a lot
1: i try and i i got to tell you seeing teddy barrett last night explain what was going on to the fans and and i'll I'll say this Yes, there are going to be some just standard answers, standard responses, standard lines that the umpires are going to be given in in an effort to condense and simplify the language and the response that they're giving you because baseball is very intricate. There's a lot of detail that goes into game situation and why things are happening and you know why this rule is in effect now as opposed to not being in effect, like, you know, the force out rule. Just not not rule, but why is it a force out versus a tag play? You know, are we really going to have the umpires trying to explain all of that in real time during a game? I don't think so. Um, That's going to be for the folks who are watching the game with somebody who might know a little bit more. Maybe that's your responsibility to just really dive in and explain. But giving the umpires the opportunity to just explain what's going on is going to give people that aren't a quote unquote diehard glued to the TV every day watching six games a day. It's going to give them the opportunity to hear from the folks who were umpiring the game why what they just saw happened and why it was ruled the way it was. From there, the game action is going to continue. The folks in the fan or the folks in the stands are going to be able to have those conversations. The folks at home are going to be able to look to their friend or whoever they're watching the game with. And have it explained a little bit more instead of just going, Hey, do you, did you, what, uh, do you care to explain this to me? What the fuck just happened? That's hopefully going to go away or at least have a large chunk of, uh, of sense taken out of that. Like you're going to know now what's going on. So it's important to me as somebody who wants to make sure that people understand the game, because I, because I know that if you understand something, You are more likely to come back. You're more likely to revisit, which means you're more likely to be a regular consumer of, as opposed to sitting down, watching something, having no idea what happened, and then getting no explanation. Like, if that just continues to happen over an hour and a half or two hours with something, you're probably like, you know, what the fuck? I don't even know what the fuck I'm watching right now. Like, I'm, I think I'm good on this. And baseball lasts almost 4 fucking hours a game these days. Hmm. So, you can't imagine folks being too excited to sit through a 3 4 hour window of performance having no clue what's going on. That's like going to a ballet blindfolded and go, going, "Hey, you want to what just happened? What what just happened?"
3: I got a question for both of you. Um what what moment in baseball history do you most wish that this had existed before.
2: The infield fly Braves when they're playing the Cardinals. What year was that in the playoffs? 2013? I think 2013. Do you remember that?
1: Fly ball. Was it second base? It was like like a,
2: yeah, shortstop. It was like infield fly. It was like a bullshit ass call. I don't even know if they had replay though back then, but I mean, I'm worried, dude, they start doing stuff like that in a park and it's like, a big game and it's a bad call and they just say like why it's a bad call and they could die.
1: Well, this is where so I, <laughs> they could they it could happen. potentially that could be a life threatening mistake. Well, let's 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 hope that that's not the fucking case here. Let's hope this doesn't turn into like European League soccer where, where people oh, yeah. have <laughs> to show up to the park in armored cars because of what just happened the week before. Like that's let's let's not get there. But I I did say this, Joy. I said. This also is going to put the umpires in a little bit of a spot here because when you have to just explain the dumb rule or you have to explain why what just happened happened and it still doesn't make much sense, but it is what it is, that's going to be a tough place to exist in for the next few moments.
2: Yeah, if you keep fucking up, you got to keep going on the mic and saying, sorry, we changed it.
1: Right, right. So that's it it does bring that. And and look, uh, a lot of folks think that that's why the replay happens the way it happens is because if we continue to do this every time this happens, well, you're what you're going to start to realize is that maybe we're not very accurate in our in our assessment, in our game calling. And which I'll say this. Umpires have the toughest job in pro sports. Out of any other officiating crews, like home plate umpire, to call a fucking strike in a zone that physically doesn't exist, that just kind of floats and changes every single batter that steps up there. They got a very difficult job. They got a tough...
3: Did you see uh, John Boy posted a video of cricket where uh there was some sort of like i don't i don't understand cricket i've never watched it I, I don't know anything about it um but there was some sort of like bang bang play and the umpire slash referee whatever the fuck they're called in cricket uh he just goes like makes like the the square and that means like i don't fucking know why don't we take a look yep <laughs> like there was no call on the field it was just like don't fucking know <laughs> that
1: was it <laughs> <laughs> that's see, that's gonna be great. Like, should that happen in baseball? Could you imagine the bang bang at first to end the inning, but a run yeah. scores? Angel Hernandez's gonna... call
3: is just like, give him yeah. a shrug.
1: Yeah, ah, bring, bring him <laughs> out here. Bring him out. Here. <laughs> but I'm also here yeah. for the uh, for that hot mic moment where they forget to click off. <laughs> they forget to hit that mic, and then there's just mm-hmm. like you get an entire at bats worth of shit coming over, coming over the microphone.
2: Yeah, no, a, a manager could just storm right out, and the oh, yeah. umpire's right. looking at the manager. He's coming at me, doesn't flick it off.
1: Yeah, the guy. That's the, all. The, the, the umpire's <laughs> like, "Hey, how about, hey, 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 keep this shit down. Oh I'm mic, backed up. I'm backed I'm Come up. on, Earl. Yeah."
3: Um. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think the 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 play that immediately came to my mind was the fucking A. Rod Bronson Arroyo Snapping karate chop the ball, yeah. in the Game Six of the ALCS two thousand four. If if you had an umpire have to explain that to a sold out old Yankee Stadium crowd in the ALCS against the Red Sox what like would we <laughs> even have been able to hear what the fuck he was saying no chance
1: yeah the booze just drowned they yeah, sent yeah.
3: G- like jeter scored. they had to send jeter back a rod was out uh it was like they, they had to, they literally had to bring the fucking uh riot squad out to line the the uh the foul lines because um, of that crowd imagine <laughs> what they would have done if if an umpire had to verbally explain, explain what just happened and why a rod was out
2: did they didn't they stop the game after that was there like trash in the field
3: yeah, they threw trash on the field. Um, yeah, they literally had police with riot shields and batons, uh, like lining the top, like where the where the grounds crew would be positioned right before the sky was supposed to open up for a rain delay. Those were police officers, bro. Yeah, do you
1: remember the um? It it was. I mean, if you if you Google it, like just worst baseball base running blunder of all time. I forget I forget who it was. Uh I think it was a dude on the Giants. But he ends up just running like circles around second base, third base. I feel like he, he like cuts through the infield at some <laughs> point in time, but like eventually going to get called out whether or not he's actually ruled out by force of play or just being out of the baseline or whatever. But I'm here for like and you know who's going to do it? Jim Wolfe. Jim Wolf Wolfie is the guy who is going to make light of a situation and and you know crack a joke and it's gonna be it's gonna be hilarious I just want to hear that first moment like the the first where you're like and and frankly you're 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 not allowed to run from third across the diamond back to first you do have to tag second on the way back <laughs> uh so just by having no clue of what the rules are we're gonna call him out <laughs> <laughs> like I'm waiting I'm waiting for that to unfold and the, and it will I think we'll eventually get there because <laughs> and it will because umpires umpires have a great sense of humor could you imagine yeah. the shit that gets sure talked West. to them on the daily
2: bro oh, it's I like, like the, the, it's insane how like in baseball you're just allowed to scream at them and they'll throw <laughs> you out but it's just like I does that happen in any other sport
1: uh well yeah there's there's where you're allowed
2: take. to just fucking screen is hilarious
1: well think about think about the star like star players in the nba like think about the reaction like lebron throws out when he gets called for a foul or something goes against uh the lakers the, the dude is losing his mind losing his mind and he looks like he's pleading for like the last gallon of water on earth like how how could you take this how could you how could you do this like you're washing your car i've got crops that need to be fucking watered well, what do you like that's that's what it looks like. He's just like he's going to bat for the biggest humanitarian like battle ever, and it's like Braun. This is this is the second foul in the first quarter. Like possession's not going to change here. Like you just can you chill the fuck out, dude? And because he is who he is, he's given that freedom to just absolutely berate somebody, Um, like. Shit, I was watching college baseball a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so. It could be four months ago. I have no fucking idea. But Troy Tulowitzki <laughs> had an issue with an umpire. Troy Tulowitzki is a graduate assistant by title for the Texas Longhorns. Graduate assistant coach. I don't know how many grad assistants <laughs> are being given the leeway to run out there in a Big 12 conference game he went and on the just field. rip. Oh, absolutely. Just rip. The fucking umpire. Like, I study thought he was after.
2: the head coach. I didn't know he was a graduate assistant. Yeah.
1: So it's like, whoa, okay. But you understand why Tulo was given that freedom yeah. because it's fucking Tulo. So, <laughs> like, if Clayton Kershaw <laughs> takes issue with something, he's going to be given a little more freedom than, like, some clown like me if I was still playing. Like, who the fuck are you, dude? Shut your mouth. Like, it. it it's mm. a ball or he was out and you just need to go back into the dugout before I fucking run you. Okay, mm. got it. Good to go. So yeah, thanks. So yeah, thanks. I think I think the I think the stars, the big name guys, they're going to be given an opportunity to ask questions. Um but yeah, like I I don't know that there is another sport where you because here's the thing, if you're wrong as an umpire, you know that, you know that you've just messed that call up, right? You know what I would want to hear? Well, not hear, but uh, think about the Armando Galarraga moment with oh, Jim, oh, with Jim yeah. Joyce, right? Like, what does that – what does the energy feel like? What does that sound like when they overturn the call? Be crazy. It'd be maniacal, right? Like, you're, you're. everybody's just waiting, waiting, like, please, just – Say what I think you're going to say right now so we can all throw beer all over each other and celebrate this. Don't fuck this up. And if they were to get on the mic and come back with some terrible response that still deems the runners safe, could you imagine that? Holy (laughs) shit.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see it. I'm I'm sad that Joe West didn't hang on for a little bit longer, so we could have gotten some some maybe oh. a, a nice little country tune. That I mean Joe West purpose. with with a with a a PA oh. mic with access to fifty thousand people, we would have gotten some great moments. Maybe he'll come out of retirement. I could see him doing that too. I was gonna say he'd um, be sending
1: flyers out to people like it was his concert. <laughs> like. Go check me and the boys out on Friday. We're going to be in New York at this little place called Yankee Stadium. Make sure you're there Um, for the seventh inning.
3: I don't know why I thought of this one off the top, but Justin Verlander going back to the Astros, it doesn't do a ton for me other than he was more than likely. I don't know if he was a spider tack guy, but he's definitely a sticky stuff guy. I want to know what he looks like. With like this is this will be the first time that he's thrown a, a baseball on a major league mound since the crackdown.
1: Uh, I would think that, and this is sticky stuff aside, but if you're somebody who has utilized data to refine your craft and to take your repertoire to the next level, then places that can appease that places that have that kind of data and that kind of analytical power. You, you want to be aware of those places. Those are places that are on your list as an elder statesman, free agent pitcher type. Like where can I go to maximize my shit? And if I'm a guy like Verlander, who's got power stuff that will obviously be declining. Well then where can I go? That understands how to optimize that, and Houston is absolutely one of those places, and it's a place that he's comfortable in as well. So now, if you're going, all right, look, I was a sticky guy before. I was able to kind of dodge all of you know dodge that whole shitstorm. My name wasn't getting thrown around in that. Um, I don't know that if I go anywhere else that I'm not confident in there analytical engine or their data engines. Well, that could very well open up the floodgates for that comparison to start. Like, well, when he was in Houston, he was X, Y, and Z spin rate was this vert movement was this horizontal movement was this. Now he's in Detroit and all of those things look very different than they did before. And it might be because he doesn't have the opportunity or the resources to really dive in to who he is as a pitcher like he had been able to do so in Houston in the past. So how do you avoid all that? Just resign. Very simple.
2: For a lot of money, too.
1: For a fuck ton. Good,
2: good for, for him. him. Yeah. I think he's going to be good.
1: Well, he's He instantly anchors that staff, dude. And that staff is solid. That pitching staff. The, the starting rotation for the Houston Astros is a pretty good starting rotation.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at his spin rates. You're right. In 2018, it was high as shit. When did he go to the Astros? 2018? Uh, halfway through... Yeah, half, halfway... No, halfway... 18. Was 18, he,
3: 18, right? Was he there? I thought he won the World Series with them, no? In 17? Uh, yeah, I thought he came halfway when, through... Yeah, yeah, he did. When, when
1: Bregman realized... Yeah, yeah he's he there for back. longer
3: than a year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's calling you coming back.
3: Yeah. He he can't he went halfway through seventeen, so yeah, he won the World Series there.
1: Yeah, so you just you're you're plugging in a a Justin Verlander with a dude like Framber Valdez, Jose Architi, uh even Luis Garcia Yeah, Luis Garcia. Yeah, fucking odorisms,
2: McCullers, see? but he's hurt.
1: Yeah, Lance he's on the mend.
2: I thought he's coming back though.
1: No, that 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 elbow that elbow's barking.
3: Mm. Um, I don't want to go through every fucking offseason signing, but uh say a Suzuki going to the Cubs was I was surprised by that in terms of um the fit, I guess. I mean, the Cubs are obviously not uh contending for a championship this year, but they signed Strowman. It, you you can't you can't get better if you don't sign good players so i mean him going there i guess is you know whatever if you get sold on the fit um i don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that but i it was just somewhat interesting
1: no i mean yeah i i don't know uh because it's not like they're plugging him in to be the you know the, the, he's not the piece that gets you over the hump he's, no. he's not he's not that dude um I think it's just a matter of of having an opportunity to go after an exciting young player. Well, how old is he, 27, 28? So he's not necessarily like that, that young either. Yeah,
2: so I think yeah. he's 27.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he comes with a ton of upside. So to your point, Jared, about not being able to get better if you don't make moves, maybe they just felt like with what they have roster-wise and what's available out there, this is where they were going to be able to, to make a move. This was where they were going to be able to make a splash without having to go and sign and spend a ton of money on some of those other free agent names. Like, were they going to be like, they're they're not in on a potential Olson? That's, that's not in their cards. You know,
3: what was the, what was the surprise move of the off season?
1: I mean, I feel like the surprise move of the off season is Correa to Minnesota.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. After that, (laughs) <laughs>
2: Donaldson. I mean, <laughs> I mean Ga- about the it.
3: Gary Sanchez trade caught me off guard. Gary Sanchez to the fucking
1: what? Twins. was uh, And
3: Gio Urshela, like Gio Urshela, like I get it. Like the offense is not going to be sustainable, but that's still very a damn good infielder. When now you're stuck with Glaber Torres at shortstop and we all saw what Glaber does at short he's he's not good defensively and he doesn't his offense takes a dip when he's playing shortstop compared to second base. Um you again, love him, but you can't depend on Donaldson playing third base every day and you just you just traded Gio, who can play third base for you every day. It just seemed odd. I don't know. But
2: they got they got Falefa at short.
1: I see a kind of Falefa.
3: Falefa. Didn't Didn't they already say that they were using Glaber at short?
2: I don't think so. Well, I'm just looking at roster resource. Says Kalefa. Penciling him at well, short. Well, he's actually Glaber at second. defensively. Yeah, All right, Falefa, good then.
1: Yeah. Put some respect on the Falefa name.
2: Falefa. I, uh, Brian but, Cashman said he thought Donaldson was a better third baseman than Gio, which maybe he's just saying that at this <laughs> maybe age. He's,
3: maybe he's making shit up. I don't know. Uh, I happen. did want to ha- uh, share my condolences to Cincinnati Reds fans. Ooh. What a fucking blow up that was! Uh, you've got Mariner, fans, it's big fan. Yeah, big wank going to Seattle.
1: Yeah, love that.
3: Uh, Suarez on the move. Our boy Amir Garrett is going to Kansas City. Um. Sonny Gray. Where did he go? Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, yeah, it's basically just Joey Votto and Moose. They're just standing there like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs>
1: What's going on? Yeah. L- Lorenzen gone. At least yeah. they got Joey Votto on TikTok. Votto actually,
3: Yeah, yeah Votto. Joey Votto. That was the biggest Reds news of the offseason. Joey Votto's on, on TikTok and Instagram now. <laughs> yeah, not ideal. Which is
1: big news. Not ideal for Reds fans.
3: I feel you. Reds no. Fans. I'm with you and 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 i really wanted to go to opening day in cincinnati i feel like cincinnati reds opening day is probably the most prominent opening day for any team in major league baseball and i was very excited to to make that trip and then they just they just blew it the fuck up it is unrecognizable in cincinnati and that sucks cuz they were right there i mean like that that team in 2020, that team was built to win. Um, you know, it comes down to that wild card series where they just couldn't fucking score any goddamn runs after having a pretty potent offense. Um, and it ran
2: into some good pitchers. That's what happened.
3: No doubt, no doubt. Credit to the Braves, but that Reds team, that Reds team was capable of much bigger things than a than a one and done exit. Yeah, where'd uh,
1: uh, Where'd Castillo go? Is he in Anaheim now? Uh no, he's not in Anaheim.
3: Did he move? I didn't even think he moved, did he?
2: Yeah, it, no, he's still on the Reds. He's, he's still
1: there? Is it there, there's just He's on the
2: Reds. There. Okay. But he's hurt.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. I thought he moved.
2: Yeah. Kenley Jansen to the Braves was surprising to me. Yeah, it was. Why? But he, just because they already had a, such a good bullpen. And they don't usually – I mean, they do – they usually spend on a lot on bullpen for like – they'd like these kind of deals, two-year deals for a bullpen guy. And mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense since you already like, – I mean, they went to the World Series. They, everyone in the bullpen pitched like 1,000 innings. Well, that that And now – Yeah. That was why, was right? Say.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's why. Is because – And just, everyone's
2: going to be hurt. I feel like I mean, everyone's going to get hurt this year just across the league. Pitching is going to be like rough.
1: Well, the, the most important part of – A baseball team in the early go, and especially with a condensed spring training, is going to be your bullpen. That's going to be the most important part of your club right now. Because we we understand injuries and shit happen on the position player side of things, understood. We know that those things happen as well in the starting rotation. What happens when that starts to affect the starting rotation? Well, the bullpen starts to get worked maybe overworked and maybe starts to run into more innings earlier than they would like to. And so now the importance of execution from that group down there is massive and has a huge impact on how your team does over the first month, maybe month and a half of the season. So the bullpens across baseball this year specifically are what you got to keep an eye on. And what I think front offices are going to really try to keep an eye on just in terms of keeping guys healthy, who's performing well. And how do we keep that going without running guys into a buzzsaw?
2: Yeah. And that's just like the new meta in baseball in general, like let the guy pitch five innings, put in the bullpen. It's like, it's becoming like almost as valuable as starters.
1: Well, and that that's where, and thank you for saying that because it'll circle ball the way back around where you're going to go. Well, we got all these great dudes in the bullpen that we can run out there, you know, after we get four or five from our starter. What do you say we start to look for those guys who can give us like six, seven, maybe eight to start the game and then, and then we won't have to wear that bullpen out the way we do. Wow. Could we be ahead of the curve here, identifying some starting pitchers? And it's like, oh wow, are we back to the guys starting the game being <laughs> fucking
2: important? I hope so, dude. I I hate that. I hate like having seven pitchers in one game.
1: Well, it's it's not conducive to to selling a brand of baseball, you know. Like when that's going on, you got seven or eight different pitchers. We know that the game regulation is is nine innings, so you're talking about moves, you know, every other inning, and there's just no flow or consistency to a game and you're not getting those matchups that you want from, you know, the big horses on the mound against the stud player, three or four a, a Bs against one guy like that just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, like all, oh, like a, a star studded lineup, like a guy like Juan Soto, he's going to see a starter twice.
2: Right. You think that's a, re- they might change. Do you think they'll ch- ever change that rule? Like, I mean, why would they do? Like now they have three better minimum. Yeah. but no, like yeah. let's say you can only pitch five pitchers in a game.
1: Yeah, no, I I don't think that'll happen strictly because, uh, you know, and obviously they would have to make a, a concession for injuries, but that would be a loophole that would just be absolutely abused, right? Like, oh, we're, we only got five guys. The first guy we ran out there got two outs in the first inning. That's all he could do. So now you're telling me that we got four guys to cover 25 yeah. outs. Okay, well, what, what happens if they shit the bed? Well then you gotta throw a position player. No, I don't. The last guy, he's hurt. So is this next guy? So is this next guy. But you know, the the DL increase or the IL excuse me, that's back to 15 days, right?
2: No, so so, I think it's 10.
1: Is it still 10? I thought it was fifteen.
2: They just put they just put someone on the 10 day I saw. Well, either way. Who was it? I think it's ten. I believe you. If it makes that much of a difference.
1: Uh, Well, it could because that's, you know, five more days, you're not as prone to deem a guy injured because you're going to lose him for a full 15 as opposed to losing him for 10, something you can retro, and maybe it's just a matter of days. What
2: well, did they do that for COVID? Why, why, what did they switch that for?
1: Um, I, I believe just because of the way that bullpens were getting used. Because if you're a major league manager and you're a front office... <laughs> you're doing it wrong if you're not looking at your triple a bullpen as an extension of your big league bullpen. Yeah. And teams become privy to that and really start to understand how to utilize that. Right. And now you're watching all of that player movement. And then we can get into the whole CBA stuff about, you know, guys being able to be optioned because you can't option a guy more than five times.
2: Yeah. That's an, how often does that happen though?
1: Uh, well, I was optioned eight times my rookie year. Fuck. <laughs> I got a buddy, Jerry Blevins. He was optioned eight or nine times his rookie year. Damn. So, it happens. It Not happens. anymore. No, not anymore. Nay, nay. Uh, any rule changes that got you guys all excited?
2: No. The bases, <clears throat> they're going to be big. It's going to change everything. It's going to be sick. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be crazy
1: i I, whatever i am here for a more athletic game don't get me wrong i love i i appreciate where it's coming from whether or not it holds up or what you know whether or not the impact is felt yeah i don't think so if you're just not a team that has athletes that can run you're not going to do it and you're definitely not going to sell me if i'm on the fence by telling me that the base is now an inch and a half. Closer. Like that's not what's going to get me going and say, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I was, I was undecided about whether or not we were going to run this year, but knowing that we're an inch and a half closer to second than we were before, let's, we need, yeah, everybody green light.
2: It's going to make the game fun. I'm we're going to make it fun again. The bases are bigger and it's going to be safe.
1: Yeah. But if honestly, means- I think
2: with any, uh, Rule change, like I, I always just feel like who cares for like most of them. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like they're always like super small, and I'm always like, yeah, just do it.
1: Well, like if you think about the the mound meetings, you know, the mound visits thing, not a big deal.
2: No, not a big deal.
1: Everybody was up in arms about it. Not a huge deal. The three batter minimum, it does impact strategy. But it is replaced with different strategy, right? So the strategy of being able to go left, right, left, and match up like that. Well, now it's we know that this dude is going to have to face at least three. So do we plug him in here and now, or do we wait and try to plug him in here? And so there's strategy still involved there. Um, from an announcer's perspective? Totally okay with the uh extra inning runner during the regular season.
2: Same. I love that rule. Like I feel like I'm the only one. Everyone's like fuck this. Like I it's like less uh fair, I guess, more random, but it's like so much more exciting.
1: Well, it is it is instant action. Yeah. There's no denying that. Meaning when your team is in a tie ball game, and the 10th inning starts and you've got a guy on second base you're you're not walking to the fridge you're not going to go to the bathroom you're going to sit there you're going to watch this i'm watching this cuz the game could be over right now
2: yeah and it's more fun to watch extra innings than regular innings when that happens as a third party like if you're not if your team's in it it's like kind of like oh fuck you know sure we're going to get screwed there's a guy in second. But if you're watching a game, remember the Dodgers versus the Padres last year went like 14 innings? Yeah. To like 4 a.m. Eastern time?
1: hmm mm-hmm.
2: It was lit. But also, it was also like, people were like, this is getting boring. No one can score. But it's like, that's what it's been like forever. And people want to go back to that. But yeah. it, it it wasn't that great. Extra innings games aren't that great.
1: Yeah. I mean, I from a player's perspective, the argument has always been, we've worked really hard to get here. Meaning, It's one, one through nine, or maybe it's zero, zero. So our pitchers have worked their ass off. There's been some outstanding defensive efforts behind us. We're not ready to just shit can all of that to stick a guy out there on second and deem all of that hard work, basically useless or unnecessary. And the response is, well, if you don't make those plays early, they score runs and we're not here right now. So it wasn't useless. It did mean something. We're just kind of expediting the the action here we're speeding that up now.
2: So, so you saying players don't like that? Like don't like the runner on second?
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of players who and, and I don't I don't want to just put words in their mouth or or label them purists, but there's so much work, Joey, that goes in to keeping a team at bay. Like could you imagine stifling the Dodgers for 9 innings as a pitching staff? And then you're the yeah. dude who rolls out there for the 10th inning and your first game action after watching the boys do what they've done over nine innings starts with the dude on second base. You're like, well, shit. All right. Yeah. Stakes are a little higher now. Um, But we just worked our ass off to keep this team off the board. And not a lot of people can do that night in night out. We want the opportunity to continue to do that. And, and, and for that to mean something.
2: Yeah. It's just,
1: it's weird. There's uh, it's definitely a, a weird stance, but I, I mean, I just I understand it having been there.
2: I just that's what most people are saying. Everyone is like mad at the runner on second. I feel like I'm the the only one thinking that it's cool.
1: No, yeah, I I, I have no problem with it. Um,
2: I also you know, like pitch clock. This pitch is clock.
1: Where, this
2: is where we're done. This is where pitch clock. Absolutely, fucking. Everyone down. likes the pitch clock too.
1: See, I'm different. Because I worked quickly, so it didn't matter to me. You weren't going to put a clock on me that was going to affect me one way or the other. Not going to happen. But game on the line, trying to go over a scouting report in your head, trying to remember certain things, recall. those Those are all things that go into pitch selection. And you can't just process that as quickly as you do the first pitch of the game or the first time you get a runner on in the second inning. That scenario is very different than a bottom of the ninth, runners on second and third facing a lefty and trying to recall his first pitch swing rate with runners in scoring <laughs> position, less than two outs. Like those are shit that, that that's information that I would have. That's information that I would be studying. And now I've got to recall that. And if you're telling me I got 14 seconds to do that in, I I, I might have to step off here. I might have to just give you some horseshit pickoff.
2: Dude, I don't even know how the pitch clock works. That's the thing. It's like you, we we talk about we argue about these rules that we've never seen be used. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not watching minor league games. People like it. I heard it's like taking away like 30 minutes from a game, which is like good.
1: Yeah. Like as far as the product, for sure. For sure. But again, what you're trying to do, sell the game, play the game.
2: You know what I heard? Uh, who was it? Um... It was like Buster only said on his podcast that he said before he retires, they're going to change the rule that every game is seven innings. That was his call.
1: I will see. uh, We will see a shortened season. We will see a a clipping of the schedule before we see seven innings.
2: Do you think that will happen though? Yes. Even that? Yep. But then the owners like the money.
1: They do. They do, but... They like the money that comes in October as well. And if there's more of them that are going to be there and revenue sharing is still a thing, well, the owners are going to eat just fine, Joey. They're going to
2: shorten the fine. season, expand the playoffs. <laughs> They're going to more eat just- av- put advertisements on the mound.
1: You got it. Uh, do ads, on, on,
2: do the ads on the screen during the game. Well, that that's how you shorten time. Do like integrative ads instead of doing commercials because that's 45 minutes a game.
1: Well, yeah, you're going to have and you're also going to have the ability to interactively in real time wager on game situations. That's coming. It's already here. In real time, you're going to be
2: able on to... On DraftKings?
1: Do uh, I don't know if DK's rocking that yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's... The opportunity is definitely there.
3: One more thing I wanted to hit on before we did our predictions. The Phillies adding Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber. Good God. I feel like that is... Bryce Harper pulling the strings from behind the curtain saying, hey, get me some fucking help. And that's not a knock on his teammates, the offense that the Phillies have or anything like that. But I think Bryce Harper was pretty instrumental in pushing that ownership group to go out there and add a couple more bats to help out. Not that uh, that was their only area of need, but, they couldn't have what happened the last couple of years, uh, and and just be like, all right, we're we're good. We're gonna we're gonna run it back with this group. They needed to get better, and they did. And and the universal DH obviously helps out a lot, uh, creating a spot for both individuals who uh, are not exactly the the most elite defenders in the game, but can hit the shit out of a baseball. So I wanted to at least give the Phillies a little shout out for adding Castellanos and and Schwarber. I, I feel like those. Um, I don't think that that it's it's it wouldn't have been possible without the universal DH. So I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah. You see the picture of, of them all walking to the cage. It's no. Schwarber, Realmuto, Harper, Castellanos. And I think it was Hoskins in there as well.
2: Bro, but just, uh, Harper and Castellanos in the same team is like a that's like a good beef team. <laughs> they could really <laughs> they could really stir some shit up. This would be fun to watch. Yeah, I, they're, they're electric.
1: I'm I'm here for the Castiano shit talking excursion. Like let let yeah, that dude. happen. Let that be a thing.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking he's they, a perfect Philly? fit for Philly. Yeah, definitely. And he's just like him and Bryce Harper are like the same in terms of just like how they act.
3: Yeah, I think, so. I, I think we're we're gonna have to run it back with Bryce. I feel like we can get Bryce in the mix this season. Um, <clears throat> the fact that he won the MVP last year and i feel like it just didn't like that should be one of the biggest stories a dude that was on the cover of sports illustrated at the age of 16 and then not only won an mvp pretty much out the gate but has uh an extended major league career 300 million dollar contract and then wins an mvp uh later on like it's not just like chris bryant where it's like oh my god like it's you know this one one and we're going to uh manipulate his service time. He's going to get called up and he's going to win this MVP in the World Series with the Cubs. And then now we kind of see, you know, Chris Bryant got his money. I mean, it's it's not like he he he's floundering in his major league career by any means. Um but the the Bryce Harper story from where it started to where it is right now does not get the love and attention that it
2: that it 1000% should. Yeah, and he got hit in the face with a f- fastball. People forget about that. Yeah. He just ate it. <laughs> And came back, and he was, like, bad in the first half. Not first half, but he wasn't even an all-star last year. Yeah. He's a I think I think people play. are just – Harper's, like, done it all. People have heard the stories. Except yeah. for when a World Series, but it's, like, he's been that's in the league he since he was 19. But, like, I think that's yeah. why it doesn't get as much, like, attention. It's, like
1: – Well, it feels like people have moved on from the
2: Harper hype. Yeah, which is weird because he is like, I mean, he's one of like the, the biggest marketable or like biggest names in baseball. But for some reason, it's like.
1: Well, I, like, I I honestly think that a lot of like Trout turning into Trout, Trout becoming who Trout is, had something to do with that because those were the two names that were synonymous with each other. If you're talking about Trout, you're talking about Harper. If you're talking about Harper, you're comparing what Trout has done to that, vice versa. And, you know, Trout has just, turned into what he's turned into and Bryce whether it be via injury or some spotty production here and there just obviously he's not on that level but he's a very 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 good baseball player
2: he's one of the best I think maybe people just like Bryce Harper can only people just like to hate him so Mm -hmm. if he's good people don't want to pay attention
1: sure I can see that that. All right, let's go, Krabs. I'm
3: itching for prediction. Let's go. All right, where do we want to start? Let's crack some knuckles. Let's get into it. We do this every single year. It's our first year with Joey. Jake, do you have predictions? You want to fucking get in the mix here? Why not? I got some predictions. Jake's got some motherfucking predictions. I love that. Love that. We didn't even we didn't even say, "Hey, Jake, get prepared." He just you don't have to get prepared if you stay prepared, and that's that's mm. what Jake is all about. He's just fucking ready to go all the time. Uh, I say, Dallas, I say what we do is we start with comeback player of the year, work our way up, manager of the year, rookie of the year, Cy Young MVP, and then we do our divisions. Does that sound good to you?
1: Oh, wow. Comeback player of the year.
3: We're starting with comeback player of the year because we've never done comeback player of the year, I don't think, in our predictions, but it's usually a storyline that we follow throughout the duration of the year. We're trying to like April comes along, someone's hitting 380 that was was garbage the year before. Maybe they're coming back from something, some sort of adversity, which is uh another part of it. I feel like we should throw this in the mix. So the comeback player of the year. Joey, why don't you why don't you why don't you kick us off with the comeback player of the year? Who do you who do you got?
2: We're doing ALNO, Both? Uh there's only one, I think, right? There is. There's only one. Yeah, I think there's only one. Okay, well then that's about easier. I'm picking Noah Syndergaard for sure.
3: Ooh,
2: that's a good pick. Fucking A. Is that yours too? Yes. I think it's an easy pick, dude. They're going to get, I mean, LA is just like perfect for him. He's just a fucking LA guy. He's going to be doing like yoga on the beach (laughs) and like (laughs) no shoes all day, wherever. And he's going to be good again.
1: I, I, I'm just going to follow it up because, yes, I agree. I agree with all of that, Joey. I agree with every bit of that. There's no reason to think that Noah Syndergaard finding his way to L.A., being in a little bit of a less pressure-packed environment, knowing what he's capable of, like if this dude stays healthy, and I know that's a question or just, you know, it's, it's a comment that follows this award around because that's typically what it is, right? Either just a completely down year production wise or he was healthy trying to bounce back. But there's no reason that Noah Syndergaard can't go out there and make 25 plus starts, hopefully, and find his way, maybe, just maybe, on the outside of a Cy Young conversation.
3: Mmm, that's a bold pick. That's like a little double down. Okay. I mean, I feel like mine's pretty obvious. Who would you who would you guess my pick
2: to be, Dallas?
1: Ooh. I don't know. He's not in Boston.
2: Mike Trout. <laughs> oh, fuck Mike Trout. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Comeback player. Oh. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know.
3: I'll give you a hint. I could have picked him last year too. He's gotta to come back the last for for the last two years.
1: Oh wow. Uh AL or or NL? NL. It's not fucking. Dude, I don't know. Madison Bumgarner.
3: The comeback player of the year for this year from my Milwaukee Brewers is going to be Christian, Christian Yelich. Yelich. Yes. This is the comeback season tour for Christian Yelich 2022. I don't know that we're going to see anything like what we saw uh when he first got to Milwaukee. Um but it's got to be better than what we saw the last couple of years. Got to be better than that. Well, um, no,
1: absolutely, be a, a comeback.
3: Yeah, Jake. Who you got for comeback player of the year?
0: Uh, my comeback player of the year, I got Jackie Bradley Jr. in right field. Okay. For the all Ransal. right. Whoa.
1: Okay. Wow. Great. This is what this is what I got to look forward to.
3: Hell yeah. Oh. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Bradley Jr., comeback player of the year. That would be something. That would be something. JB. Um, Manager of the year. I want to say that I made these exact picks last year, but I, I was wrong on both, but I'm going to be right this year. This is the year that I'm that I'm correct. Also, uh, I forgot to mention this to both Jake and Joey. Uh, no favorites. You cannot pick the Vegas favorite. So for like Cy Young, you can't go uh, fucking Garrett Cole or whatever. You can't can't do that. It's out.
2: Is there a so that, Vegas favorite for Manager of the Year? Do do yes, that?
3: yes. So I'll, the betting odds, uh, Snit, in the NL is the favorite. What? And then the, yep. And I'm looking right now, and I've already broken my own rule.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yelich on the comeback
3: no 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 actually no i'm looking at the vegas odds for 2021 okay so i don't know who the fuck like montoya i'm going montoyo for the al okay and uh council for the nl I- council can't be the favorite for the nl um but montoyo is the favorite for the al last year i don't know where he's i mean if he was the favorite last year he's got to be the favorite this year too i just can't find any odds
1: Yeah. See my, my pick in the American league is also Charlie Montoya. There's no way that there's no way that the blue Jays are going to do what I think they're going to do. And he doesn't get the acknowledgement for that. I think that's, I think that is what it is. Um, I, I fuck, I've, I'm forgetting his name. The manager for the St. Louis Cardinals.
2: Oh, that's why I picked two. Oliver Marmol.
1: Marmol, Former teammate. Oh, no, no, no. What was it? Albert Pujols was in like fucking second grade or some shit when this guy was born or high school when this guy was born. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Some funny story. How about
3: how about fucking Bob Nightingale breaking the news of Puhols' divorce like it was a fucking <laughs> like a trade or something? I mean. It's like, dude, like what the fuck, Bob? I know the, I know you're anxious. I know the comeback tour is upon us, and you know you did a great job during the lockout. But like, leave the fucking divorce shit alone,
2: man. That that is yeah. Mm-hmm. It did up, he Bob. though during the lockout? Didn't he like? He was like wrong. Yeah, Why are you doing that. He was like, yeah, we're it gonna. It's looking good for the season.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, "This guy's yeah. a legend, dude." Deal was, imminent. This <laughs> <guy's> <laughs> a legend. And then fucking nothing. Actually, we're gonna go through another week of parking lot parties before we get this yeah. figured out.
3: Yeah, he's yeah. he's a bizarro world fucking
2: groundhog, is what he so is. So I've,
1: I've got I've got Montoya and Marmol.
2: Okay, I had Marmol too, just because. I just think, I think you got to pick the team that's like not really supposed to be that good. Who's good? I don't know. I like I feel like the Blue Jays are supposed to be good, so they won't give it to them. For yeah, Montero,
1: but there's there, there, there's some new uh, there's some new blood in there.
3: There's no rhyme or reason to manager of the year. They just fucking whoever like is like a division winner or a wild card team that hasn't won the award yet. That's who wins. Yeah, Schlitt they don't got really third do repeat. last year,
2: and he got fired.
3: Yeah, I don't know. It's the manager of the year is a fucking crapshoot, but that's who should win it. think Council
2: pick, deserves it. I also pick Scott Service, Mariners. For that's a same, great pick. Yeah, for the same reason they could they could you know yeah they Scott, could be good.
1: Scott Services Scott Services is a good dude. Shout out to him and Julio Rodriguez. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw the video
3: of yeah that was really cool
1: of Julio Rodriguez being. Being told not only are you making the big league club, but mom and dad, they're going to be in Minnesota to watch it all go down. So we got you covered.
2: Just the J Rod yeah. Show. Yeah,
1: you
3: ready? Yeah, the J Rod Show. You ready for the ready. J- <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was kind of awkward. I felt kind of awkward watching. It was.
3: That. A, it was a little corny. It was a little corny, but his reaction was still so genuine. Right. like if the whole thing was scripted, then I would have been like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" Well, but it's, his it's, reaction was still so cool.
1: It's not that it's scripted, but the only reason we have footage of that is because there was obviously a staffer on the social media squad sitting in the fucking back corner with a camera. <laughs> so if you're Julio and you walk into the room and and you see that, you you might have a sense of what's coming. You just right. maybe. Um, and I was imagine asked they want to
3: they want to film that he's being released,
1: right? And, 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 and <laughs> they
3: were putting this on TikTok. Yeah.
1: I, I was asked this, but like the thought that he didn't get to tell his parents that he had made the big league team because they were already in route to Minnesota. So uh, I, I did think about that, and that does kind of suck. But at the end of the day, when you're experiencing that dream becoming a reality. That's a pretty big deal either way. So the fact that they're going to be there for me supersedes that he didn't get to say anything. Mm. But uh, Jake, who we got? Yeah. What's up, Jake?
0: Uh, I got Alex Cora, the manager for the Boston. Yeah, you Red do. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, he, he took That's a, team a great with, pick. He, t- he took a team that didn't have super high expectations last year to sit uh sixth game in the ALCS. Uh, you mm-hmm. throw story in the mix. I think we're, Projected to finish third or f- sorry, the Red Sox are projected to finish third or fourth this year. Um, and yeah, I think I think he's got it.
3: That's a great pick, Jake. I love the pick. Um, NL. Um, he didn't pick an NL manager. I didn't. I didn't pick an NL.
0: I'm I'm unfamiliar with uh, NL managers. I I focus on the ones that matter to me.
3: Right, that's fair. That's it. I mean, it's a great pick. Um, I love the pick fuck. <laughs> um, and the rookie of the year. It's a great transition here because American league, I am going with the J rod show, Julio Rodriguez mm-hmm. to be the American league rookie of the year. Uh, I think, I think Bobby Witt who was my pick last That's- year, Bob, Bobby Witt jr. Is the favorite. Um, But J rod is my pick. And then the NL, I don't know how he's not the favorite. Um, because the Pittsburgh Pirates, fucking, oh, they're just a. I know, I know, Dallas. I'm sorry, um, but I'm not. I'm not going there. No, that's not my well, pick you're, you're because I, go- I don't. Because I don't trust the Pirates to to handle this correctly. Um, I'm gonna stay out west with Joey Bart oh. as my pick. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Really, Joey Bart is my favorite, uh, or is my pick for the National League Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I'm surprised that that wasn't your pick too. That Joey Bart wasn't my
1: National League Rookie of the Year pick. Yeah, no, because for me the NL Rookie of the Year, I don't want to say uh, I don't want to call it an easy pick, but so you and I are along the same line there. I have O'Neal Cruz. I also am fearful of how that's going to be handled. Mm-hmm. Um which is why I'm going see a Suzuki. Okay. And the only correct answer to the American league rookie of the year is absolutely Bobby Witt Jr. And the reason is because let's say, God forbid Julio have a Jared Kelnick type stretch Does he find himself back in AAA? Is he back in Tacoma trying to figure it out? I would hope not because you're talking about a dude in Julio Rodriguez who led the Seattle Mariners in everything this spring, in everything. He led them in everything. So the dude is going to have the opportunity to break camp and start the season in the big leagues do they at any point should he run into a struggle decide that he's got to go back to figure some things out um, I think Bobby Wood Jr. is ready and I think he's going to be very special didn't I just
3: say you can't pick a fucking favorite for a long time yeah lifetime. you take, pick two yeah.
2: favorites yeah who's, you're who's, fucking who's, up who's, right now Dallas who's the other favorite <laughs> Bobby Wood's the favorite Sia
1: oh is the favorite
2: no yeah. I think I think Cruz I, th- I thought Cruz I saw Cruz was the favorite in the NL well I'm on the DraftKings sportsbook. And it says, "Oh, uh, are you? I'm sponsored by them. All right. We are. It's <laughs> <That is> true. <laughs> yeah, it's close though. It's Sayo Suzuki plus 380, O'Neill Cruz plus 400. Mm. All right. No, so All then right. I can roll so with Cruz. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. All right. Pick Cruz
3: then. Done.
2: Well, then uh, fuck. I was gonna pick Say. I didn't know that. If I can't pick him, then I'll pick. You know, I'll pick Bright. Bright." Bryson Stott, he's fire playing third. Really? Alec Baum is washed. They're putting up Stott. Sorry, Bomb. Yeah. You're not. Sorry, Bomb. You're the, not Bomb. The world. you're washed. <laughs> and then AL, I was gonna go with Bobby Witt, but he's the fucking favorite. So yeah. Mm-hmm. How about Joe Ryan? He's yeah. the Joe Ryan. Ryan. Pitcher for the twins. He's starting mm-hmm. opening day starter. I'm pretty sure. And I was looking at his stats yesterday. They're fire. He's, you know, I'm his minor league numbers.
1: Big Joe Ryan guy, huh?
2: People Big aren't Joe talking Ryan. about him, but it's one of those things. You pick them now and the end of the season, you get the rewards right. and everyone says you're a genius because That's true. Plus twenty five hundred. I don't think I've
3: ever hit on a rookie of the year pick, so it's tough. It's tough because I mean, I, I think I picked Bobby Wood Jr. last year, and you didn't even fucking get called up. So <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that'll definitely hamstring your your opportunity.
3: Yeah, uh, Jake, who you, who you got for rookie of the year? Fucking uh, <laughs> like Tristan Casas,
0: nailed it. <laughs> Tristan Cassis, first baseman prospect for the Sox. He's gonna come up <laughs> yeah. halfway through the year mash so many home runs that they're not gonna have a choice but give it to him.
3: Uh, that's a good that's a good pick. I like that pick. Tristan Cassis is uh he was a he is a beast in uh in the Olympics. I mean if he just gets a shot, I could easily see him winning rookie of the year. That's a great pick, Jake. Do you have an NL rookie of the year?
0: No pick for the NL. All right. No pick.
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> I, I love every minute of this. no just nope na not available uh for for the cy young i feel like i kind of went off the grid here for both really i don't know that yeah i don't know that you could pick either one of my picks if i if i said who who do you think i picked for for nl cy young dallas
1: well well i i don't know because i I, i'm not looking at the favorites or, or i'm not looking at the the sports book right now to figure that out uh who the favorite is um,
3: so I think we got the favorites for Cy Young. Um,
2: I'm seeing Max Scherzer favored it. Yeah, Scherzer plus six
3: hundred, Corbin Burns, Walker Bueller, and then the AL you get Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber, Robbie Ray. I didn't pick any of those guys.
1: Yeah, you I know, feel like uh, I pick
3: Walker Bueller every year, but this yeah, I, year.
1: I, I, I'm gonna and, and I'm going two different routes as well because a couple of those guys were on my list.
3: Okay. um, um I'm going to tell you right now. My NL Cy Young pick is Max Fried. Wow. Max Fried. You've been Max on the free Fried. train. You like Maxie. I fucking love Max Fried. I love Max Fried. Max Fried is my NL Cy Young pick. I feel like as long as he stays healthy, he's got a shot. He's an innings guy. He's... He can he's a low ERA guy, he's a low traffic guy, he can be a strikeout guy, he's a bulldog. Uh I I do have some concerns over how uh many innings he ended up throwing last year and then with the injury at the end of last year. Like I don't I have honestly have not even seen an update on Max Fried, if we're being honest. Like like health wise. Like, is he fully recovered? He's pitching, yeah. Okay, so he's fully recovered. Um, But yeah, anytime you have like a deep postseason run, that does tend to have an effect with pitchers the next year. I hope it doesn't with Max Freed because he's my fucking Cy Young pick. And in the American League, this is a guy that I have been high on since 2016. 2016, I saw him pitch at Fenway Park in a pitcher's duel against Rick Porcello. And I saw the potential then. He hasn't really reached his potential uh, since the last year or so. But my AL Cy Young pick is Kevin Gosman.
1: Whoa. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Kevin yeah. Gosman. I mean, he's filthy.
3: Yeah. He is. He
1: is filthy. And if he can continue to build on the flyer season he had last year, like,
3: yeah. Sixth in the Cy Young last year.
1: Mm Hmm. Sure, not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Um, for my NL Cy Young winner, I'm a. I believe this to be a marvelous pick, a marvel Marvel marvelous pick. Mm. The fucking web slanger Oh, I was gonna say that, San Francisco. Mm. Noted mm-hmm. Oakland A's fan, noted lifelong Oakland A's fan. Mm-hmm. Logan Webb, he of the San Francisco Great golfer. Giants. Tremendous golfer. Just a, I, a, yeah, I,
3: I golfed with him in uh, February. Yeah, he is a
1: solid, solid dude. Got to spend a lot of time with him um, out in spring training this year. But uh, yeah, I'm going Webby. I mean, the ground ball rate is stupid. He can generate swing and miss. Yeah, I like Logan Webb. Uh,
3: I considered it, but I knew that you were picking him. I could just telepathically tell that you were picking him, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to be a basic bitch.
1: Well, I like that. I appreciate that. The web sling mm-hmm. will be your NL Cy Young Award winner, and in the American League, Jared, I am taking a rotation mate of one, Kevin Gossman. Hmm. Jose, Jose, can you see the Cy Young coming to you, Jose Berríos? Jeez. That's who I'm rolling with. Jose, Bre- I mean, Garrett Cole is uh, like some might even say Garrett Cole could could be a bounce back option, could be a comeback player of the year option. No,
2: um, Yeah,
3: it was actually funny because I tweeted out. I was like, I think that I think whoever wins the Cy Young Award in the American League is going to be like a random first timer. And someone was like, Garrett Cole, <laughs> he's never won one.
2: <laughs> uh, Dude, yeah, he like- is he's plus 425, Cole? which is insane. Yeah. There's no one even close.
1: Yeah, what's what's Barrios?
2: Barrios is uh, it's plus it's 2,000.
1: Value pick, too. I like it.
2: That's value. And Logan Webb's plus 14. I was going to pick Logan Webb, but. You still can. That's trash, dude. <laughs> to be honest, because like you, I didn't know we are going to be picking until today, so I didn't really look at it. I picked everything else, but I didn't get the Cy Young. But now that I'm looking at it. I think Aaron Nola.
3: Uh, don't okay. make that no mistake. That's I actually that's a bad year. pick. His defense. <laughs> is yeah, he shit. he
2: embarrassed me last year. That was my NL pick last year. <laughs> that's, that's I'm bad. not picking him. They're so bad defense. That'll probably screw him over. Sandy Alcantara. Ooh. Because you know, okay, Miami's due for a Cy Young winner. What was the last time one of them won? Did Did Levan get one?
1: <laughs>
3: no.
2: I don't know. <laughs> did he even sniff one? I think you might have.
1: I
3: don't. I don't know.
1: LeVon Hernandez? No.
3: Did he? Don't no. don't fucking scoff at me. He fucking yeah. He never even he never even got votes, but he won. Yeah, he, was right? <laughs> he was an all star. He was an all star in t- two thousand four for the Expos.
1: Well, he did. He'd have won the Cy on. if he had Eric Gregg with him behind the plate for every fucking start. That's for sure.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I put it this way. He fucking made 35 starts, pitched 255 innings, had a 360 ERA, a 1.24 whip, and struck out 186 batters. Like maybe not Cy Young number. I mean, if he did that if he did that now, he would be top five Cy Young. Oh,
1: 255 innings. People would wonder where the other two starters in the rotation went.
3: (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah he, had, he had a solid run there. These were, these were his innings totals from 2000, 2000 through 2006.
1: Turn, turn it up. Turn it up, fans, as Jerry gets ready to die on the Levon Hernandez hill. <laughs> <laughs> 240,
3: 226 and two-thirds, 216, 233 and a third, 255 innings, 246 and a third innings, and then 216 innings. That Those were consecutive seasons yeah i'm mean, 2000 and 2006 i grew up a giant uh, you know what
1: i watched all that
3: right so Levon Hernandez, you should know that Levon hernandez is is one of the most underappreciated pitchers of our generation say it
1: <laughs> uh, he did win a silver slugger
3: say he's unappreciated underappreciated
1: oh uh, well he's he's not in these neck of the woods
2: yeah two-time all-star he was nice with the Nats too when he came back with the Nats like 30, 30s, was low key good, and he's big. I feel like when you're fat, you can like pitch forever.
1: <laughs> there, there is something to uh, having having less muscle fiber to tear.
2: It, I mean, same thing with Bartolo, right? Like he, yeah, I'm, I'm just right. connecting them. But what yeah. I was saying is uh, Sandy, so Sandy all. Quintero is going to win it. And for the AL, I'm picking, going back to back, Robbie Ray. Wow. Because. Back no to one, back. Nobody gives him any fucking respect. You know that he leads the ever all-time baseball strikeouts per nine Qualify on baseball reference. It shows you gold. Yeah. yeah. He that's the he
3: gives them any fucking respect yeah. well, it's, it's i want to, I want to meet these people that are slandering robbie Leotons. ray yeah bring, <laughs> bring them on here
1: the robbie ray haters the raiders yeah
3: where the where are they at those robbie
2: ray hating motherfuckers yeah, they hate on him. You gotta, i know a bunch of robbie ray yeah haters.
1: If, if you're a raider do you if you're a ray no. hater you're a raider <laughs> we need to hear from you
3: <laughs> yeah yeah show your fucking face hit us up on what uh jake what are the twitter handles and shit
0: Uh, it's at baseball is dead with an underscore at the end
3: yeah hit us up baseball is dead underscore on twitter Uh, we probably got like three followers right now and it's like my mom jake and like jake's (laughs) grandfather or something and then send us a dm and we want to hear from the robbie ray haters because we're going to put you in a fucking in a box in the ground
2: we'll get him on the pod next podcast whoever hates him the most bring it up he's walks too many people he sucks.
3: <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> we should actually get, I, like, uh, Robbie Ray, I think, follows me on Twitter. We should get Robbie Ray on to face the Robbie Ray haters. Oh, you roast him. Yeah. Be like, listen,
2: one of the best pitchers in baseball. Sucked He's up. the all-time greatest strikeout pitcher of all time. It's like, hmm It's on the internet. It's, it's on the, it's it's on look, the internet. Fuck, the baseball, it it's a reliable source. Baseball reference. Ever heard of it? Look
1: the fuck up. Uh, all right, MVPs. Uh, um, wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait.
2: Jake, did
0: you do your cy Young? I didn't. I got uh Gimme Nate Evaldi. the opening. Nathan
2: Ovaldi's a great pick. <laughs> That's a good That's pick. That's a great pick.
3: It's a value pick, if you think about it, right? What gonna, was where did he finish? Snap. Where did he finish last year? Fourth? We're on yeah. He finished fourth last year, Dallas. So yeah. fuck you. Yeah. He's onward and upward. Yep. He's he's closing in. For sure. On actually winning the Cy Young Award, he's got it, surfing. And you're you're being a Nathan Avaldi hater. No, no, Nathan. wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> wouldn't guess. be the first time, you scumbag piece of shit. <laughs>
1: yeah, me, 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 me and old Nate dog have some history. Um, yeah,
3: that's why you don't like the pick. It's a good pick.
1: Tell Jake it's a good pick. I mean, it's 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 a consistent pick with with Jake. It's a very consistent, <laughs> good and expected pick. selection.
2: It's a great pick. I would have gone Chris Sale personally, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because
1: like, look, and that's one thing, Jake, to your point about picking Alex Cora as manager of the year. It's a good pick. There's not a better tandem when it comes to manager and starting pitcher who have figured out how to build in off days, build Mm -hmm. in these planned off days Mm -hmm. for for his guy. Nobody does that better Mm -hmm. than Alex Cora. And I yep. don't know that anybody gives OAC the firepower to do so mm-hmm. more than a Chris Sale.
3: Mm-hmm. So they right. are,
1: it's a dynamic duo there. Right. Um,
3: <laughs> you can question all you want. Alex Cora and Chris Sale have won a World Series and all you've won is like a <laughs> fucking big ass teddy bear at a carnival.
1: And I, there's no argument from there. And it, right, and it, and it happened because of the planned off days. We we know that <laughs> did. We know, yeah, that. we
3: do. Uh, wait, what were Joey's picks for Scion? I picked and, Sandy,
2: Sandy, oh, yes.
1: Sandy and, and the Radiators.
2: Got it. I keep trying to think uh, of a nickname for if your name's Sandy, you should have a sick nickname.
3: Something from Greece, something Greece related. Fucking just start calling him T Bird. Call him the Pink Lady. Call him the Pink Lady. MVP. So I actually have already informed my MVP pick that he's my MVP pick.
1: In the American League or the
3: National? In the League? National League. I do not. I do not think that my AL MVP pick speaks English. Uh, is
1: your NL? Is your NL MVP pick a Philadelphia Philly? He's not. Whoa! Wow! Wow! No, he's not. Okay.
3: Who is it? A friend of the program, actually, as as part of me saying, uh, I I picked you. I said I picked you for MVP this year. uh, Make me look smart. And then I said, you know, me me and Dallas were we started a a new show, and you know, you've been a guest. Two, three times, I think, on the last three times. three, He was a, he was a three-time guest. Wow. On wow. Uh, the former program. Okay. Uh, so now he's my National League MVP pick for 2022. And that that individual, Dallas, uh-huh. why, why don't you go ahead and say it? Do you think your guys'
1: time in the cage together has inspired him?
3: I think he saw me take a hack and was like, we, As a society, we've got to be better.
1: Yeah, if anybody's going to carry this <laughs> friendship here, it's definitely him. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be you.
3: For a guy that had a lot of money, he seemed really upset that I chipped one of his bats. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy another one. You probably got it for free.
1: So... Are you, telling me, are you telling me he's going to win the race with Goldie this year, too? Is that what you're telling I me? I would
3: say, I mean, if you want to run back the race, I'll run back the race. With fucking
1: A, I want to run back that race. Because <laughs> my fucking Koi, Paul Goldschmidt, that you know I have and have owned yeah. for several years, and I dearly love him. He, yeah. he has gotten bigger over mm-hmm. the last two months. I feel like this Koi out here has put on another two inches and maybe a pound and a half.
3: So but he probably has diabetes.
1: This Koi has come into this season in the best shape of his life. Mm -hmm. So I'm riding the Paul Goldschmidt train, but you are riding the Nolan Arenado for NL MVP train.
3: I am doing that, yes. Nolan Arenado is my National League MVP pick. And then in the American League, those big-ass fluffy Uh -uh. but firm firm cheeks. Ain't happening. In the American League, I'm going with Vladdy Jr., who, I mean, it's only a matter of time before he wins one. It's just a matter of, will you guess the correct year? And I just happen to be guessing that 2022 is the year that Vlady Jr. wins the American League MVP.
1: Well, it's going to come a little longer. It's going to be longer. Because mm-hmm. until Shohei Ohtani retires or is playing in a different league that Vlad isn't in, Vlad will stop... Well, he's the favorite.
3: Own. He's the favorite, Dallas.
1: Ohtani's the favorite?
3: Heavily. Heavily yeah heavily the favorite so you tell me, who the fuck else would have been the favorite in the american league you tell me you get paid to analyze baseball and you think that someone else would be a, a heavier favorite than the guy who hits 500 foot home runs and throws 100 miles an hour starts the all-star game as the starting pitcher uh, is and is the first uh seed in the home run derby and like bats lead off at the all-star game Who's that guy?
1: I I don't know who that guy might be. I don't know who that guy
3: is. That's because, that's because everyone that you used to blow on the Oakland A's isn't on the Oakland A's anymore. Because before, it would have been like, well, Chappie, you see, the thing about Chappie is that this kid can do it all. I mean, he's not just a gold glove third baseman. He's a he's a platinum. That's a platinum glove over there at third base. And you know what else? He's, he can swing it. <laughs> that kid can swing it a little bit. <laughs> he's a like,
1: like, he can be streaky at times, but he can fucking swing it. He can absolutely—he's very. Like, oh, like, why not throw out a? Oh god, I don't want to do that. Do I want to do that? I don't know if I want to do that. I can't do that. I mean, in the AL, yeah, in the American
3: League. I don't even know who you'd pick, Bo.
1: Yeah, like it was. Is honestly either. I don't want to get too crazy and go with the Wander Boy.
3: Oh, um, okay. But I feel like Jose Ram- I don't think that that's that crazy.
1: I feel like Joe Ram. I feel like Jose Ramirez is like, hey, I feel like I've been disrespected. Like, I'm not even on potential MVP graphics to start the season. Like, when having this conversation, the prognosticators aren't even thinking about me. Like, just based on swag alone, the dude has a chain of himself Wearing a chain of himself. (laughs) Do you understand what size your testicles have to be (laughs) to pull that off? To even even start the conversation with your jeweler, right? Like, hey, man, I'm thinking about getting a new piece. What do you like? (laughs) All right. So you know what I look like. Think that and then think with a lot of diamonds and jewels, but me also wearing a necklace. And then on that, I'd like it to be me wearing my fucking necklace mm-hmm. do you get it <laughs> yeah. are you seeing what i'm seeing here <laughs> Fucking got it joe ram you're the fucking al mvp so if it's not gonna be which it will if it can't be which it absolutely is going to be shohei otani again in, until he just quits playing baseball because joe i just I, I want you to be aware of the the bar that i set for shohei last year i asked this question And the answer will continue to be nobody as long as this standard is met. And I said, if he makes 15 to 20 starts and let's say he wins 10 ballgames, I get it outdated statistic, but let's say he wins 10 of those ballgames and he's got an ERA around three and a half with a K per nine in the double digits and a whip around one or so. And then he hits 25 home runs with, say, 75 to 80 RBIs. Who else? Who else? Who else? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody will even sniff that. Nobody. For voting? He, nobody. Nobody, Vlad Vlad gave you your best shot at what that was going to look like last year. If Otani would have put up the line that I just suggested last year, then I think the race is closer for Vlad. Definitely. Definitely closer. But those were two very solid, solid years. I don't want to call them career years, but those were pretty ridiculous years offensively for Vlad and then what, what Shohei did. So if he just lives up to that billing, the the bar that I set, not what he actually did, which is superhero-like, then who's going to dethrone that?
2: Nobody. I'd be like he kind of fucked himself by having such a good year yesterday, last year. Because he kind of set the bar for himself as the only guy who's ever done that. So it's like if you're voting for envy, it's so hard to compare him to anyone. If he he did what he did last year, he might still win it. I think if he does that this year, he probably won't. If you hit flat, he did the same thing.
1: This, this is what I always say to the to the Vladdy supporters, who I, myself, don't get it twisted. I'm a huge Vladdy supporter. Fucking love Vlad. Um, but you just, by virtue of being uncomparable, that, that says it all right there. Like, there's just not another dude to have the conversation with. Like, we talk about Otani, and then we can talk about everybody else. That's the world we live in. That's the reality of this situation here. So, however great Vlad performs offensively, outstanding. Are you ever, ever running Vlad out on the mound to do anything other than throw out a ceremonial (laughs) first fucking pitch? No, you're not. So, you can miss me with all the, yeah, but but he's only half as valuable to his team as Otani is. And Otani essentially is double value for the game of baseball. Because you get to see him on both sides,
2: not yeah. just one. Well, It's like you got to grade him on a curve because of that in a weird way.
1: He is the curve. There's no grading him.
2: He's got a he's got a nice curveball.
1: <laughs> good, good, <laughs> Plenty.
2: All right, for I'm going to pick for AL MVP. I would have picked Shohei. I think he's going to win. My, um, I'm going to go with Jordán Alvarez. Ooh, wow. oh, I like that pick because. Okay. I love Jordan Alvarez. He's mm. not a he's not a cheater. Don't say mm-hmm. that. He's from Cuba. He's fucking huge. He hits bombs. He's never not hit bombs. And how old is he now? 20 I was going
3: to say 20.
1: 20. No. Is he he's not no. that old.
2: But it's like his third year, right? Third year? Yeah. That's going to be his best year. He
3: is 24.
2: Yeah, he's young. And now they need him more than ever. With Correa gone? They're going to be leaning on on your Don. Your Dong. Your Dong. He's going to hit Dongs. Your Dong Alvarez, baby. He looks like he's 35.
3: That's a grown-ass man,
2: your Don Alvarez.
1: And you're NL MVP?
2: No, I'm going back-to-back. NL MVP is easy, Bryce Harper. Back-to-back. Because he's the chosen one, and people forgot. People forgot that. He's the chosen one, and, you know, he's had some injuries, but, like, he really is supposed to be LeBron James of baseball. Why can't he still be that? He's still only, like, what, 31, 2? If he goes back to – What if Bryce Harper goes down as better than Mike Trout?
3: It could happen. Ooh. He's
2: 29. <laughs> he's 29?
3: He's 29. He'll be 29 all year long. He turns He turns 30 in mid-October.
2: Well, everyone has always said this about Bryce Harper. He's a late bloomer, so – <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think from 29 until 35 he'll probably get like three more mvps
1: so are we a are we a mike troutless mvp podcast right now
3: yeah no yeah I, yeah well it's because so he, he is also still play like, baseball
1: anymore or what he is he's he's an easy pick that's that's something to watch is 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 this going to be a like is are the is the injury bug going to start to bite him more and more frequently.
2: God, I hope not. Me neither, man. I hope not. Wouldn't that be our
1: luck? Like the Angels finally getting around to deciding that they should acquire like starting pitching and maybe address that to an extent where they've drafted nothing but pitchers. And at that moment in time, it's like two ships passing in the night. Mike Trout and his ridiculous excellence is going one way while the angels realizing that they need starting pitching is starting to come along and they're like, Hey, where are you, where are you going, man? What's, uh, what are you, what are you doing? And trout's like, Oh, you know, nothing just, uh, just been being fucking awesome for a decade or so now. And, uh, well that can't last forever. And, and so I'm, you know, I'm getting a little older things are happening but but hey, I appreciate you guys drafting twenty fucking arms last year. That was great. <laughs> maybe maybe somebody will show up, and we'll get to the postseason.
2: That would be so depressing if Cindergard like throws like two hundred innings, perfectly healthy, and then Trout just doesn't play. Oh god, it would be the saddest thing. But it would be very on brand.
1: I was just gonna say that is that is <laughs> Angels fandom in a nutshell, right there. Acquire Noah Syndergaard who just hasn't been able to get healthy. He has a career year and the best player the game of baseball has ever seen for whatever reason can't stay healthy. Just starts to get tiki tack banged up and oh God, don't do that. I don't, I'd like to take all of that out of the universe, please.
2: Hmm. Did I just take, oh Jake,
0: Jared, I got, Rafael Devers for AL MVP.
3: That's a great pick. I mean, Rafael <laughs> Devers. I'm pretty sure he's leading all major leaguers in home runs this this spring. Is that right? Are yeah, I think sure? he's got. I think he's got seven. What? He's got seven spring dingers. And you're going to tell me that that's a bad pick, Dallas? Fuck you. That's the that's the right pick. I
1: mean, he's he's poised.
3: He's in a position to do it. He's and you know what else? He's in a position for a pretty big, hefty contract extension. So wouldn't it make sense if he went out there and won an MVP to make sure that he gets it?
1: Who gets extended first? Aaron Judge, Raphael Devers.
3: Probably Judge because the Yankees are stupid.
1: Judge isn't a fit? Are you, are you saying,
3: are you if saying you're that the Aaron Yankees, Judge,
1: the face of the franchise, it, is not a fit for the franchise?
3: I'm saying that it would be wise to not give him what he's going to command. Yeah. If if I'm the Yankees and I already have the Stanton contract and the Cole contract on the books, uh, the DJ LeMahieu contract sucks. I mean, it's not like it's not like a backbreaker, but it's not going to age well. Um, Yeah, I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would add an Aaron Judge extension on top of on top of that when I haven't been to a world series since 2009 and he, I mean, how much of a difference maker has he been?
1: I don't know that there's any denying that when healthy Jared, he's a marquee player.
3: Yeah. When healthy, no doubt he's, he's done more whining than winning. I would say, Ooh,
1: your words, not mine. Mm, (laughs)
3: mm. Um, did you have a, did you have an NL pick Jake?
1: Uh No,
0: not this time.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we should get into the division winners over here on the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's looking like the Toronto Blue Jays
2: are a heavy favorite here. Oh. Well, that's, that's my pick. Uh, that's my pick, too.
3: That's my pick. A-L-E. That's everybody's plus, pick. Yeah. Plus I'm,
2: 165,
3: the Toronto Blue Jays, plus 200 for the Yankees, Christ. plus 330 for the Tampa Bay Rays. How the fuck? So those like, are the
1: first three teams in the division. Who who comes? Who's next year?
3: The Boston Red Sox. I mean, they were also, uh, I think, the fourth Fourth best odds in the AL East last year, and then they got within what was it, two games of the World Series. So I mean, like, it's not like the odds makers don't always know exactly what's going on. Well, they nailed um, them. No, 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 no. They the Red Sox like, again two two game two games from the World Series last year as the fourth best odds in the division. Um, so in the American League East, wow, Toronto. New York, which is, I don't know how, I don't know what they're seeing. That team got worse. Not better. And they think that they're the second best team. No, 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 no. Yeah, that, Tampa that Blue
1: Jays lineup is going to, is going to absolutely bang. Mm-hmm. And they've got pitching. They've got a starting rotation with Gossman and Barrios, your AL Cy Young winner.
3: Mm-hmm. Kikuch, Manoa. Are you still there? Manoa is a sleeper for the Cy Young, by the way.
2: Ryu? Yeah. yeah they, they're going to miss Robbie Ray. Just saying. <laughs> Guy gets no Does fucking thing? respect. For real. People, yeah. well, they're going to favor their favorite, even they lost Robbie Ray?
3: Yeah. The people that, that don't respect Robbie Ray, I just want to make it clear go fuck yourself. <laughs> Get off my just, page. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Just need that on the, the record. Puck. Need that mm-hmm. on the record. What's the central looking like? I feel whoa, like. I didn't. I whoa, oh, whoa, I picked? didn't
3: pick. I I didn't pick the fucking Blue Jays.
1: Oh, who are you picking?
3: I'm picking the Blue Jays. Yeah, of well, <laughs> yeah. <what> you
0: are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, of course. You're
0: not yeah. an idiot.
3: Yeah, uh picking,
0: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna take an underdog. I'm gonna take the Boston Red Sox. That's Ooh. a
3: great pick. Right. It's a great pick for great value plus 550 right now uh on the DraftKings sports book you can take the Boston Red Sox on opening day at plus 550. That is value. Uh the, the Baltimore Orioles at plus 15,000 to win the division right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's a good pick.
1: I I legitimately forgot the Baltimore Orioles were in that division.
3: All right. <laughs> come on that's not cool um, beautiful ballpark
1: it's a gorgeous ballpark. beautiful <laughs> beautiful How, what's the Red Sox uh, success been like against the, the the O's recent good recent
3: years pretty good good decent
1: no, pretty good okay all right
3: I don't know why you're asking me that I
1: was just uh, just a question I just all right, we'll I save thought it thought about it mm-hmm. al Central
3: the al Central. Um, the Chicago White Sox, mm-hmm.
1: sure according hands. to the
3: DraftKings sportsbook, minus one ninety five. You get the Minnesota Twins plus five hundred, Detroit Tigers plus seven fifty, the Guardians at plus a thousand, and then the Royals at plus fifteen hundred. Did it- the did the uh, did the Twins really? Did the Twins really um do enough to be like we said earlier plus 500 compared to the Tiger or, 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 wait yeah
2: I think they're they way really better do- than the Tigers for sure Do you think they're better than the Tigers Way better with I mean the Tigers are young they don't really have pitching they, all their pitchers are like you know who knows And you know either do the fucking Twins but the Twins have Buxton Buxton it would have Buxton's good well, he's Buckson going to be good if he, if he can, if he plays Correa, see, I, I, I don't
1: like, I don't like the, the twin staff over the tiger staff. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You got two, two question marks there at the back end. Uh, Chris Archer, right? Who else Yeah. The twins. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it. Fucking Bundy, right? Dylan Bundy.
2: Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but they got my Rookie of the Year pick, Joe Ryan.
1: They do have your Rookie of the Year pick. <laughs> and Sonny Gray. But the Tigers, Tigers got Casey Mize. Tigers just signed up old Eddie. Mm. Eddie Rodney. Yeah, they did. They got Tarek Skubal, who is disgusting, by the way. Give me the last day!
2: Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's was, question know. marks on both. There is. I would say.
1: Um... You and you feel like the lineup for the Tigers is young. Is that what,
2: is that you said? what I said?
1: Would you say the Twins,
2: the Tigers? Well, I just the, think the Tigers are young. Just that's what it, I mean. Are they not? Uh, well, they are. I, they got. Yeah. I know they got Miguel Cabrera.
1: Well, I mean, uh, let's think.
2: The torch has
3: been
1: passed. They got Badu at the top of the
3: lineup. I met Akil Badu uh, in Arizona, and he's he's like jacked yeah he's thick he's, yeah
1: he is what we call twitchy like you, he's fast twitch like just a mm. fucking ball of muscle yeah um yeah badu obviously shout out uh to torque big torque the big turn spencer torkelson he'll be there but i feel like aside from those guys they're
2: yeah, they're not young
1: they're not young
2: it's their pitchers. i mean are they even their pitchers or not but they're just – I don't know why I thought they were younger because of sin and Riley Green who's injured.
1: Yeah, I, I'm rolling with the pale hose again. I, I, I feel like that lineup – look, Lou Bob is going to continue to take steps, continue to get better. Lou Bob a sneaky AL MVP pick? Yes. Uh-huh. I, yep. Definitely. Definitely. They added – who they, who they add? Fucking Pollock?
3: Yep, they traded Kimbrel to the Doyers.
1: Uh, who else they had? Josh Harrison? Jay Hayes. Don't sleep on Jay Hay. Mm. I like the way that dude plays baseball. Um, They need some help. They need Kopech to step up. Keichel to bounce back. But yeah, I I don't see anybody dethroning the pale hose in the central.
3: No Giolito talk in the Cy Young conversation.
1: There was none, no definitely an option though mm-hmm. so i i think it's because i had picked him like every other year
3: <laughs> i
1: picked him the year oh did i pick, i I, think I did i pick him the year that he won it
3: he didn't win it
1: or um se- no who did i picked bieber
3: you picked yeah 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 not, you were you were in really. on bieber early
1: <clears throat> i drafted my all 25 team under 25. Number one.
3: Yeah, he. <laughs> that was actually great. Like, we invited. Uh, he came in as you picked him, and we, like, let him know what a ridiculous pick it was, and then he won the side. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah?
1: <laughs> How about the fucking side,
3: babe? Jake, who you got? What do you got?
0: Um, I only had a pick prepared for the AL East.
1: Oh, that's, right. <laughs> that's not. That's understandable. I didn't. Yeah. It's. Totally, totally okay. Uh, well, that, that brings us to a division that we don't necessarily... I mean, if you don't want to dive in too deep here, I totally get it, totally understand. It's just the AL West.
3: Um, mm. I'd love to break down the AL West because uh, right now we've got the... Oakland. So let's start from the bottom. The Oakland A's at plus 5,000. Holy <laughs> shit. What a drop-off from last year. That was a squad that really had a shot to contend for a division crown. Uh, and now the Texas Rangers, who most people say don't even have a prayer in, in, in the world at making the postseason, uh, at plus 1,600, substantially better odds at making the postseason than the green and gold. Um, The Seattle Mariners, plus 450. The Angels at plus 390. And then your favorites, to run it back, once again, the Houston Astros at minus 175. Oh heavy, 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 heavy favorites to win the AL West, the Astros, the Angels. Okay. I mean, but plus five thousand. Jesus Christ. That is extreme value. Hmm. Extreme value. <laughs> Big time value there if the green and gold can can figure something out this year. Um Dallas, you got a pick? Yeah, it's probably gonna be the Astros. You
1: think so? Yep, I do. The lineup is is light. What Correa? Mm-hmm. They still bang. Um, I had talked about the pitching staff earlier, the starters. So, yeah, I, I I like the Houston Astros again to win the division, as tough as that is. You you get JV back, like I mentioned, to anchor that staff. He sucks. Like I I just think that that's a uh, because there's questions around the angels and, and their pitching staff and whether or not, you know, like what's is Rendon. We get a full year Rendon. I'm excited about that full year of Adele. I'm excited about that. Brandon Marsh. I got like, they've got very good reasons to think that they should be within contention. But I think the Astros just kind of outlast everybody else. I think they just outpace all the other horses.
2: I think it could get murky because they got with Robbie Ray on the Mariners. (laughs) And um, everyone likes saying this is going to be fun to a division to watch. I mean, everyone likes the Angels. Everyone wants the Angels to win. Mariners is the same thing. I mean, those are two West Coast teams everyone likes. And then the team everybody hates in the same division. It seems obvious to pick the Astros, but
3: the Mariners. Join me, Joey. Join me, Joey.
2: Um Joey, come on. I'm over I'm picking here. the m- <laughs> do it. I'm gonna pick the Mariners.
3: Let's go. Holy Let's shit. go. Because- America's fucking team. America's team, the Seattle Mariners. This is the year that not only Dallas are the Seattle Mariners making the postseason for the first time since before World War Two. They will be winning the division. This is the year.
1: It's just not.
3: This is the year, Dallas. You just said you, you had a whole speech earlier in the show about how the Astros lost their vocal leader. Sorry. What happens? What happens when you cut off the head of a snake? What happens?
2: He starts to wiggle a little bit.
3: Mm. Yeah, a little especially bit. Especially when you mess it. with a
2: double plate combo.
3: Mm-hmm. What do you gotta say about that, Dallas, huh? You fucking Astros simp.
1: The the the, the, vet, <laughs> the veteran presence of the Houston Astros will play a vital role in their journey to another American League West division title.
3: Yeah, well, it's too bad. I mean, about, I like the yeah, additions of common.
1: Winker and, and mm-hmm
2: They got Frazier. They got Robbie Ray.
1: They do have Robbie Ray.
2: Yeah, they do. Uh, no one's talking about that. People forget
3: about that. <laughs> yeah, people do forget that Robbie Ray is a mariner.
1: And they also have one of my favorite relievers on the planet in Paul Seawald.
3: Hey, or Sergio Romo. And they do
1: have my man Serge. He's back, baby. That's he a- is fucking back. <laughs> oh. Just sit on a slide piece, one time, Oakland. Here we go, one <laughs> time. Oh, dear God, please. Well, that's the American League. Yeah. National League, we start in the East. Yeah, why not? Um, Joe, would you like to start us off here?
2: Yeah, it's obvious. Yeah, it's the Atlanta Braves. They always it win it every year. The team who wins it every year wins it every year. This is the same as last year and the same as next year. They only got better. Acuna all year. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you see their first baseman?
1: Yeah. I I, Very, very well aware of who that
2: is. Who's beating them? The Mets? The Mets, you know, they're already fucked. No offense.
1: Yeah, no DeGrom.
2: That's, you know, the Mets, I don't know. know. No offense. If you like the Mets – I've, so I've a lot of Mets it. fans
3: listen. I, I think with with the Degrom injury and also, you know, you, the way that Max Scherzer's season ended last year also made me uncomfy picking
2: the Mets. So I'm gonna I'm gonna deviate as well. Yeah, the, the Mets are cringe, man. <laughs> They're cringe. Yeah, I mean, it's like they have a lot. Of, they spend a lot of money. They got a lot of players. They should be good on paper, but yeah. I've, I'm torn because Scherzer, I love Scherzer, I hate the Mets, but and I can really see Scherzer being like Tom Brady and just pitch till he's fifty, and never get hurt. But you're right, he did get hurt at the end of last season, and the same thing happened in 2019, and I think didn't 2020. Neck issues, it had a sore neck. I think anytime anyone goes to the Mets, it's going to be bad. The Mets are cringe. The Phillies can't. No one's team. picking the Mets. No
1: one's picking the Mets.
2: Jake, you going to pick the Mets?
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, saw that coming. I feel like I knew that was going to happen.
3: <clears throat> uh, so Braves across the board. Then Braves
1: across the board. That's Braves easy.
3: across the board. All right. In L-Central. What are the uh what are, wait, what are the odds there in that division? You've got the Atlanta Braves, according to the DraftKings Sportsbook, plus one twenty, the Mets at plus one ninety five, the Phillies plus three thirty. Interesting. Okay. Where are we going? The AL the NL Central?
1: NL Central.
3: NL Central. I mean, this is a no brainer.
1: Yeah, you got three Cy Young candidates sitting there in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, yeah. Walk yeah. You got a bounce back season on the horizon for former MVP Christian Yelich.
3: Should be two time MVP. He got fucked because he got hurt in September in 19. He didn't win it, but statistically, he should have won the MVP that year. He should have been back to back MVP.
1: Yeah. So is it, uh, are we Brewers across the board here too? No, because. Um, oh, we're what? not. Oh, whoa. Who
2: the fuck? Because is? you forgot to mention that the Cardinals have Albert Pujols.
1: Yes. Oh, yes. Yadier Molina.
2: Yes, Yadier Molina. Yeah. Adam Wainwright, all Mm -hmm. retiring last year. Mm Mm-hmm. Baseball gods. They're going to get free fishing poles and shit for the games. (laughs) Albert Pujols could hit 700 home runs this year. He could. People aren't talking about that. That could be insane because he's like 21 off. Yeah. I think it could could definitely happen. It's good, but it's come come down to the wire. That – I mean Dallas's MVP's on the team.
3: Absolutely. Did, He's my
2: MVP's on the
1: team. No, Jared's MVP.
3: Both
2: of your MVPs. <laughs> right? <laughs> boom, boom. Wait, Dallas, who is your fucking MVP? I thought you picked Goldschmidt.
1: No, no, no.
2: All right.
3: Who did you pick for NL MVP, Dallas?
1: Uh fuck, I didn't even write it down. I picked uh um but didn't I say it? <laughs> You said who? Soto. Or was it we're not allowed to pick Soto?
3: No. Jesus Christ. You're like my dad. Dude, I got to tell my dad the same thing 50 times? He's like,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Got it, got it, got it. And then he just does it again.
1: Did Jake, did you write it down? Jake, who did I fucking pick?
3: I didn't write it down. We got to go check the tape. <laughs> Dude, you picked Goldschmidt.
1: <laughs> I did not, I did not pick Goldschmidt.
3: You, you picked Goldschmidt. You're stuck with Goldschmidt? that pick. I I did yeah. not no, pick Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt. There's no
2: Goldschmidt. way I picked the Yeah. You, you picked picked no. Schmidt. It was no, a good pick. You could win it. No, I picked. He's fucking, gonna win the no. division.
1: Well, see, why didn't I write this shit down, man? Um, Who the fuck did you pick? I could have swore. Did you pick anybody? No, I, th- I think. I <laughs> think I just settled on Soto, and then you guys told me to fuck off, and we kept moving. No,
3: I don't. Even, Soto's name was not mentioned. Yeah, we didn't. He's the favorite. I remember Bryce Harper's name was mentioned. I think Joey picked mine. Bryce Harper. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think you made a pick.
1: Well, I'm I'm fucking rolling with (laughs) Soto. You can't
2: (laughs) go with Goldschmidt, man. It helps my argument. (laughs) Got two MVP winners.
1: Oh, God. No, is there? I could have swore I I picked somebody.
3: I don't think you did because I'm looking at the, the names and like none of these names were brought up. Can
1: I go Mookie then?
3: Yeah, you can if you want. He's eligible. He is eligible.
1: I would go Mookie. I could have swore I picked somebody. Oh. Oh my. What? Oh my. What? Byron Buxton just absolutely oh that's that's a highlight. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're a loser. You're on a roll, bro. <laughs>
1: I'm on fire right
3: now. Back to back. Yeah, yeah. Clean it up. Clean it up, dude. So NL Central. No Matt Olson pick for you. No, uh-uh.
1: Nope.
3: Well, wow, I'm <laughs> gonna tell him you said that. Those, I'm gonna tell those, him you said no fucking chance I would have picked Matt
2: Olson.
1: Those votes are gonna be eaten up by Ronald acuna Jr.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, sure all right, so we got the central figured out. Yep. NL West.
3: I mean, why? Don't even ask me that. It's just
1: Dodgers crossboard. the board. Dodgers. <sighs> yeah. We're good with that.
2: We're good with that. Yep. Dodgers are going to win it. Yep. Yeah, that's not even a discussion. It's a really good. We yeah, well, yeah. What are the odds?
3: Minus 235. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> Minus 235 for the Dodgers, plus 330 for the Padres. And plus 550 for the Giants. Does that surprise you, Dallas, being a a Giants fan lifelong?
1: That they're plus five? No, I think it's an understanding. You got a lot lot of outlier performances last year that led to a a hundred and fucking hundred and seven seven win season the the most wins in organizational history
3: so it was a fluke is what you're saying
1: uh, I don't want to call it a fluke but you had your Hall of Fame catcher who was retiring have the Mm -hmm. second best year of his career you had three guys on the mound pitch their balls off who were otherwise like woodpile type guys like just take a flyer on him keep him healthy who knows and and they all pitched their ass off. Brandon Crawford had a fucking career year. Like, you got guys that are in the later stages of their career or ending performing at an all-star level. Yeah, I don't see that happening again.
2: Did he have all any right. faith in the Padres at all? No. They not got, anymore.
3: They make me look stupid too many times.
1: Yeah, they got starting pitching depth. The, the collapse last year was just not easy to digest.
3: Mm-mm. It was sad. That I mean, was, I'm still rooting for them. I hope that I hope they do well, but I just I won't fall for it again. I they have made me look stupid too many times for me to 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 be in their corner right now. Plus, their fans are fucking assholes.
2: <laughs> I just want to say how funny it is that Fernando Tatis got hurt in the coolest way possible. It makes so much sense.
3: Riding a motorcycle.
2: Just yeah. Which one?
3: <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. which yeah. motorcycle accident
2: are you referring to? My yeah. my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I jump bikes all the time. Could they not pay him? Is that allowed? Could they void yep. the contract? Would mm-hmm. they have to void the whole thing, or could they just say not one? No, year? No,
1: just yeah, void it until you're healthy. Oh like there's, God. there's definitely workarounds there. But it'd be a, it'd be a sticky, or it'd be a slippery slope.
3: Hmm. I'm sure he got a stern talking to from Machado about that.
1: Justifiable. <laughs>
3: Yeah, like, really? Like, after after all that last year, th- this is this is how you're going to start the next year?
1: Yeah, what? Nobody else likes to do fucking wheelies in the yeah. offseason? Sorry, he's got a life to live.
3: You ever see Derek Jeter wipe out on his moped? No. <laughs> uh,
1: so there's your division roundup. Uh, one One thing I did want to touch on before we go... Uh, just shout out to all the young guys who did make the roster this opening day. The dudes like Bobby Witt Jr. Who's going to win the American League Rookie of the Year. Like Spencer Torkelson, who we just kind of touched on. Julio Rodriguez, uh, a strong, strong candidate to win the American League Rookie of the Year. Hunter Green from Cincinnati. Dude blows chundos. Um, it's just really good to see. I don't know whether or not the CBA had any impact or effect on teams making those decisions. But it's nice to see these young dudes perform and be rewarded with a dream coming true.
3: That is pretty cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool that those guys are going to have those moments and that uh, service time manipulation is not going to steal that moment from them.
1: Yeah very cool. I'm very excited. Getting
3: to stand out there for for opening day, it's different. It's a very uh welcome to the show moment. Yes. And uh this is this is our welcome to the show moment for you guys. Welcome to the new show. Baseball's dead. It's going to be fun. We're locked in. We'll be here uh twice a week throughout the season. Not that we're talking off-season on opening day, but we got you in the off-season as well. One one podcast a week in the off-season. We got two a week during the, during the regular season. Again, we're going to be doing those streams on Tuesday night. Um, I'm going to be bringing in guests. Well, people dropping by my apartment. And then we're also going to have just random people popping in. Dallas will be um, joining when he can. It'll be fun. Check out the uh, the DraftKings YouTube page. You'll have the show there spotify itunes for this show uh again there will be a red sox podcast soon we don't know what the fuck we're calling it yet but it's coming when's that when's that coming out fucking friday jake
0: yeah supposed to drop friday
3: yeah that'll be fun dropping that friday and then uh i'm excited i'm excited for the new show so we're uh we're here we're gonna be doing some shit and it'll be a lot of fun so we appreciate you guys riding with us. If you were with us before, if you're a new listener, welcome, and uh, let's have let's have a good little twenty two twenty twenty two, guys. I'm fucking into it.
1: Yeah. Any any final thoughts, Joe?
2: Good to be here. I'm glad the fucking lockouts over. That stuff that sucked. Yes. And it's gonna be a great season. I'm like, super excited. Follow Jake. me on Twitter something yeah
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. follow me on twitter (laughs) or
2: something follow me on twitter baseball doesn't tweets everything everything you need
1: and uh jake can we get a weather update in boston
0: yeah it's about uh 55 little cloudy pretty pretty normal day here in april
1: thank you for that yep
3: jared What do you mean? What? Do you, what? I don't know. You I just gave thoughts? my final thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Those were my final okay. thoughts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, excited to be back on the road because as announcers, we get to travel this year. So I will be coming to a city near you mm. very, very, very soon. And I couldn't be more excited about being back in the stadium and back around fans and feeling the energy from those fans. Cause to be frank, Calling a fucking baseball game from what feels like a shoe closet (laughs) when you're not in the ballpark by yourself with nothing going on in the room is god awful. Shout out to the folks who make it work because behind the scenes, there's a lot of shit going on just to make that possible. And those people deserve all the credit in the world for the effort that they've put in to make that happen over the past year and a half, two years. But that's all said and done. And we're back on the diamond, baby. And I couldn't be more excited. Mm-hmm. And uh thanks for stopping by. Thanks for tuning in. Mm. It's been a fucking blast. Mm. Jared, next time you decide to mm-hmm. take an extended lunch like you did, just text me. Yeah, I'll just let you know next time. Let me know you're gonna <clears throat> be in a while.
3: Yeah. That'll be fun. Well,
1: that's that folks. Um him. <clears throat> we well-